Hi, I'm Justin. And I'm Josh. And we host the Pretty OK Gamers Podcast. Think of our show as water cooler conversations with a little less gossip and a little more geeking out. My Halo, I think, is Legend of Zelda. What? No way. Yeah. No. Who are you again? Uh, I'm Justin, and we're, we're rather <laughs> okay at playing pretty good games. No, no. Every week, we talk about games and their history, and even ask ridiculous questions like, are open world games even good? So come join us every Sunday on the HP Gaming Podcast Network. See you there. See ya. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 129 of the Rcast. I am your host, David Gilton, and with me is a man who will never look at Toad the same way ever again, Robert Workman. <laughs> will any of us? Jesus. What? We're all I thought we were going to talk about this. I thought we were going to talk about this. I mean, this. it, 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 it like, was yeah. trending. It was trending, right? <laughs> this is going to be a very upsetting episode. All right. <laughs> so, um, you know, he hasn't killed anybody yet, but I'm sure he'll get to that point. Andre Tipton is joining us again. Also known as Shaq. Hey, Andre. Hello. Shaq. I'm back. Shaq is back, baby. Shaq is back on the attack. I killed anybody yet. Some of those actions are pending. That's what I can't build shelves. It's pretty bad. I'm Shaq. Yeah. Yeah, I would build them if they were here. That's the thing. They're not here. And I'm just like, well, you do know that if you build it, it will come, right? Right, exactly, exactly. But he can't if he doesn't have the materials to build it. See, that that's the, the, uh, the crux there. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you know what? We should talk about what is coming uh, because there is a lot of news going down lot. this week. Uh, in fact, just last night, the big little nugget just dropped. Uh, PlayStation Classic, guys. Uh, this got announced for release on December 3rd. It's going to include 20 games. We already know about five of them that are going to be included, including Jumping Flash, Tekken 3, and uh, Wild Arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that's going to be packed with two controllers. Neither of them dual shocked. They're regular PlayStation controllers like the ones they originally released. And um, it's going to be $99.99. But there's a couple of interesting things about this. Number one, Sony didn't reveal all its games yet. Uh, it only revealed five games. We don't know what the other 15 are. There's a chance we probably won't see Crash Bandicoot or Spyro or anything like that because, you know, obviously they have their own collections. Um, but number two, this is a little more concerning. It doesn't come with an AC adapter. They're taking the same route that Nintendo did with its 3DS. Yeah. You have to buy it separately. It does have a USB thing, so you could probably plug it into a computer or whatnot. But, you know, I mean, it's selling really well in pre-orders and stuff like that. But I wanted to get your guys' take on it. I mean, on the one hand, I, I can see the appeal. But on the other, I kind of need more information on the games. And I kind of want to know why it doesn't have an AC adapter. Yeah, same. I mean, the, the AC adapter thing, I don't know if that's like a cost-cutting method. Because, you know, as you mentioned there, Nintendo does that as well. Uh, or at least they, they did that with the, uh, was I think, like the 3DS, I think is what they did that with. Um, so you'll have to get the AC adapter separately from the uh, from the PlayStation Classic, which is like just a you know an annoying thing, really. But um, 
but yeah, like with you know, as far as like the games though, I mean, like the games that they've shown so far, uh, you know, are, are certainly impressive enough, uh, especially with Final Fantasy VII, Tekken Three, Wild Arms, uh, Ridge Racer Type Four, and Jumping Flash. Um, and so like a lot of people are kind of like suspecting it's like, well, why are the other 15 games going to be to flesh this out? And we'll, we'll certainly get into that. Um, but I did see on Facebook, uh, earlier from you, Andre, that you've already pre-ordered or they, or they plan to pre-order yeah. very soon. Oh, yeah, I already pre-ordered mine. I pre-ordered mine with GameStop, um, uh, probably about eight o'clock this morning. Oh, wow. Okay. And so like, was it like really hard to kind of get the pre-order or like, for uh, it being GameStop, it was actually pretty easy. Really? Okay. Like it really, really. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the NES or the Super NES Classic. It seems like there's a lot more capacity in terms of like um, what Sony will be offering. It's not going to be one of those limited items. So, I mean, they're really going all out because you know Sony's got a lot more money in terms of manufacturing and marketing and all that. And you know, I think this is just the beginning wave. More than likely, as we get closer to holidays, you know, mm-hmm. like November, or December, they'll be a little tougher to come by. Unlike Nintendo, like they actually have like a game plan as far as like having this be like a regular thing, as opposed to like to, to like Nintendo originally having the idea that it was going to be like a limited run sort, so, you know, a limited run sort of thing, and then just discontinue it like you know afterwards. But um, now this is like actually like a viable business as far as like selling these like tiny retro consoles, basically. So well, um, okay, well there's there were rumors that there was this was going to happen like a couple of weeks ago. I mm-hmm. heard some things. I was like, okay, they're not going to do this. But then again, what do I know? I'm like, what do I know? I'm like, they're they're not gonna. Sony's not gonna do this. Come on, Sony. Sony has a history of copying Nintendo, and come, you guys are not gonna do this again. <laughs> of course, then I wake up and it's like the first thing I hear. Oh my God, they're they're the, P- the PlayStation Classic. I'm like, are you? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's like so shameless too. Like even down to like the naming convention, you know. <laughs> the, the adapter thing. I'm kind of like, that's a Japanese thing. I don't know why they do that. I mean, the three the new 3ds they did that with. Um, they did it with the original, with the the original new 3ds that came out, and then, but they knew uh, the Americans. The Americans were like, "Oh no, we're not buying it if it didn't come with an adapter." No, I mean that's just a small then, whiny point. And then I mean, was, I'm and sure it'll still sell it. anyway. It'll sell. It'll sell. I mean, the thing about it is, I think once the list of games come out, and I'd already got like a like a preliminary list like a week ago. Oh, this was gonna come out, come out for, and I'm like, well, the first, the five games were on there, but there is Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I think Chrono Trigger. Well, Chrono Cross would be like the most likely candidate in that case. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a whole list again. I don't, I can't find. I don't have the list in front of me. But it was a pretty actually. I mean, it was Toshinden was on there. This is a Um, leak, or it was. This was like a couple weeks ago though. Toshinden was on that list. I don't know if it's going to be on there. Basically, uh, they'll get Toshinden. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Ridge Racer is on there on there or not. Um, Ridge Racer Type Four is in there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, not the original. That's the original. Type 4. I can't remember what else was on there, but I don't know if this is going to be like they're going to release these games. This is going to be it, or they're going to do you know? Okay, here's some more games you can download, or are people just going to hack it and throw their ISOs on it like everybody else does? But well, that's going to happen anyway. But like, like as far as like adding like more games to it, I mean that that was always kind of like a thing that I suspected would be the evolution of this type of business model, like where they do come out with these mini consoles and then you buy like quote unquote cartridges, if you will, to kind of load in like another twenty games, another twenty games, another twenty games, and like just kind of like collects and adds on like that way. Um, you know, as far as like kind of building like, your retro library. So well, yeah, with the PlayStation library, I'm like. How could I don't I don't understand how they came up with twenty games? Mm, I like I said they're probably gonna have to whittle away a bunch of them that you know they can't do they can't do like NFL game day. They I mean can't. I I don't understand how they I mean I can probably name 
50 games that you need if you have a ps1 right now <laughs> right yeah well that's that's uh that's us yeah. though so i mean like if, if, if we did have to limit it to to like 20 games though i mean like that's that's you know where it kind of gets like difficult so i i am kind of curious i guess from you know like from each of us really uh which p you know which ps1 games do you know do we feel like are the definitive choices in this limited lineup well, for me, I like I said, I'd say something like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, um, you know, stuff that we grew up with. Medieval would be a good choice. Medieval's there. a good one, yeah. Twist, Twist, Twisted Metal Two would mm-hmm. be a good one, I think. Warhawk, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll see Twisted Metal and Warhawk in there some point. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just Grand really Trismo a matter of you know, Grand Turismo Two. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the hundred percent version, not the ninety eight percent version. Please, <laughs> that'd, that'd be bad. Um, m- maybe. Uh, Maybe no, I wouldn't say beyond the beyond. I'd rather see something like Chrono Trigger. Mm. Well, Metal Gear Solid like seems like a no brainer as well. But that's oh, that Symphony of the Night, Symphony of the Night, Symphony of the Night, yeah. Night, yeah. And we'll get into more Symphony of the Night actually, since that is definitely coming out in some in some fashion at least. Um, but but what else? There's some obscure games I would love to see on there. But well, Pepsi Man for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, you gotta get some Pepsi Man. I would personally love to see Bushido Blade. Oh yeah, Bushido Blade would, would be a good one. Yeah. Um, I imagine, or, like, you know what? For for the for the squareheads out there, I would like to see Toeball number one. Yeah, that would be same. cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Throw throw that in there. Maybe a little vagrant story. Mm-hmm. And oh, maybe if, ribbon. If if, if yeah. like if they don't have like any of the mainline Crash Bandicoot games, maybe they can add in like one of the spinoffs, like Crash Team Racing, for example. Well, I get into that because that'd be a fun one for two players. So I I would see that being a definitive choice. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, I'd love to see Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Because that was such a good action. Because we won't get Tomb Raider because mm. of licensing, but That's we true. might get Legacy of Kane. So we'll see. Legacy of Kane would be a good one for sure. Uh, another good one, actually, since since we are kind of like a, you know we have Final Fantasy VII in there, but why not Final Fantasy Tactics as well? I feel like that would be like mm. an essential one. Well, I mean, at this rate, you might as well ask why not Einhander? Why not Xenogears? You know, we'll why not exactly? <laughs> but we won't see those either. That's see, I would think that somebody would like Square would say, "Hey, why don't we put like some of the some of the rare games that were." highly acclaimed because you can't find Einhander. Well, unless you want to pay like 120 bucks. Or- you know, I'm a little shocked that uh, David's not pining for police knots. <laughs> police knots would be pretty cool. Um, although when I was thinking about like PS1 games, Pepsi Man, just for whatever reason, kind of came to mind as like a joke choice. So I, I had to make my, my campaign online, like on Twitter, and, like, you know, on like Instagram and all that stuff. As far as like Pepsi Man coming to the PlayStation Classic, like it's got to happen. <laughs> You know, if we're gonna if we're well, gonna talk Parappa's meaningful, gonna yeah, Parappa, Parappa, Parappa the rapper, yeah, um, Bushido Blade. I want to yeah. see that show. I that really want to see that. Show. I really want to see Bushido Blade. I really do. Like that would be. Ooh, we could throw in a whole bunch of Psygnosis ones too. We could throw in like Wipeout. Oh, yeah, Colony Pandem- Colony Wars. Yeah, Pandemonium. Well, we're gonna be here all night talking about our, our choices. I'm just gonna say Klonoa, and I'll I'll be done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll just have to see how it goes. But I did like one bit of salt with Sony's announcement because they announced just several hours that they had a system with 20 games. This was just hours after Nintendo Switched Online launched. Mm-hmm. Which 20 games on the NES? So, you know, ah. it, it feels like a little bit of salt there. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. A I mean, little bit. I, you know, it's, it's Nintendo's got all the shine right now. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would. I would, th- I would throw some salt their way too. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nintendo definitely has a lot of shine because they had a uh, had a Nintendo Direct recently, which is you know like the next thing that we have to talk about here, honestly, because uh, we could definitely go on about the PlayStation Classic, but I'm sure we'll hear more about it as more information comes out, especially with the games lineup for sure. But yep. uh, there was a Nintendo Direct, um, you know, that happened just recently, uh, and th- this was like actually delayed originally because of the earthquake that happened over in Japan. 
Um, but you know, they, they did finally have you know uh, have this uh, happen, and uh, they had some like pretty interesting announcements. Um, first off, was Luigi's Mansion Three. Um, which was pretty interesting, just with the fact that they're um, you know really kind of pushing forward with this franchise and also going back too, because like I believe Luigi's Mansion One is coming out for Switch. Is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm, the remaster version. Uh, it's going to be coming out for Switch. So the the I'm sorry, the 3DS version is yes, coming yeah. out first. Oh, then 3DS. then they'll then they'll do uh, Mansion Three for Switch. Um, gotcha. As far as what else, uh, New Super Mario Brothers got announced for uh, for Switch. Yeah, so New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe Edition, I believe is what they're mm-hmm. calling it. So, well, not yeah. you. It's just new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Oh right, yeah, yeah. They had they had to drop the U. So yeah, everything's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, including uh, Peachettes in it too. And uh, they also announced some surprises. Uh, like this week alone, we got Capcom Beat 'Em Up Bundle, uh, which yes. features a number of great hits. We're going to talk about that more. And what are you playing? I'm sure. Also, uh, Katamari Damacy Reroll, a remake of the original Katamari Damacy, mm-hmm. and the Prince of All, our King of All Cosmos, is still a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, and. Yoshi's Crafted Island, or Crafted World, rather, confirmed. Mm-hmm. Which is looking um, good, by the way. Like, I, like, I love, yeah. like, the mechanics with that, like, with being able to flip the world upside down and side to side and all that. Like, it, it oh, just yeah. looks like a really cute, like, platformer, like, like kind of collect-a-thon style game, so. Yeah. yeah, and then, of course, there's the big announcement, Animal Crossing, coming back in 2019, Nintendo oh, Switch. Oh, man. Obviously, That's a big one. Yeah. Isabelle coming to Smash Brothers Ultimate as well. Everybody's been drawing up all these posters of her beating the shit out of Luigi or something. It's really, <laughs> yeah. it's really amazing. <laughs> Um, and then some other stuff. Uh, NES controllers are being made for the Switch to work yeah. with the Nintendo Switch Online games. Only the Nintendo Switch Online games. So I'm not sure what we feel about that yet. Which and uh, which is also like really interesting to see. Honestly, with, with the NES controllers, especially like seeing how they kind of click in, just like the Joy Cons do. Um, but you said that they only work for for the NES games. You, you said right? Yeah, the online NES games, which really to me is kind of a, a loss because there are a bunch of games that could work with like those arcade archives titles. Yeah, and I, you know, but I don't know. But and with uh, the price of them too, because they're they're going for sixty bucks, which is kind of yeah. up there. You, know? you might as well just get the NES classic. No, I mean they're they're, they're just. They're what typical Joy-Cons go for if you get a pair of Joy-Cons are like 60 bucks. True, so. but you, you can only use them for the NES games. You can't it's even the use them as Joy-Cons. Yeah. If, if they, they were they... NES-style Joy-Cons, I'd be all over them, but they're not. Right. They're yeah. just NES controllers. Um, but there was some other stuff, too. We got a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Bundle with mm-hmm. the special Joy-Con controllers. That's that was rumored November. for a long while, too. Yep, coming out November 2nd. But here's the big one. Because we were talking for the longest time about how like the relationship between Square and Nintendo was strained for several years because mm, yeah. of uh, Hiroshi Yamauchi, obviously, saying leave and don't come back when they were making Final Fantasy VII for PlayStation. But during the Nintendo Direct, it confirmed pretty much almost Every Final Fantasy game coming to Switch. Uh, this includes Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, and 10-2 HD Remaster, Final Fantasy 12: The Zodiac Age, uh, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, which came out last week, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like you know, Crystal Chronicles Remastered is on the way. World of Final Fantasy is on the way. Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon is the only game that didn't get any love was Final Fantasy VIII, and I think they're planning right. that for some sort of remaster down the road. That's well, that. that or it's coming to um, uh, to the PlayStation Classic. That might be an idea too, you know. So, yeah, so but uh, it, it is kind of funny though because this is literally like almost almost literally every single Final Fantasy game in the post Nintendo era, as far as like Square's history is concerned. Um, you know, which is kind of, kind of like a cool way of, I guess, of like making up to like Nintendo fans who always kind of like you know we're hoping that Square and Nintendo will be best buds forever. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sort of like two friends have been fighting for all these years, and then they get together and they make up and they get a drink. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get several drinks. But uh, these games are coming to Xbox One as well. They confirmed several Final Fantasy classics coming to Xbox One as well over the next few months. So uh, they're really spreading that Final Fantasy love around and trying to distract everybody from the fact that Final Fantasy VII Remake's not done yet, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> I don't know. That is. But... Um, <laughs> I mean, overall, it was a very eventful Nintendo Direct, uh, a great special overall, a lot of surprises, um, you know, some good announcements there. A Capcom beat up bundle, like I said, that threw me for a loop. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was great seeing King of Dragons and Knights of the Round and Captain Commando again. And two games that never got home released before, uh, Armored Warriors and Battle Circuit are in this package. We'll talk more about that, like I said, uh, when we talk about what we're playing. But uh, it, it, nice little surprises like that. You know, it's great to see these Nintendo Directs really get it done. For sure, yeah. Um, I, was, I, was kind of, I was kind of curious, like, what was like your your biggest surprise or your or your biggest hype moment out of this direct here, Andre? Uh, the biggest hype moment was Animal Crossing, which I we had. If you if you're into that if you're into that world, we kind of were like, they got to announce it soon. We know it's coming. It's, mm-hmm. we, it's got to hurry up now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was I, like, I was I was shocked by the beat 'em up collection. I was really I was shocked and like, wow. I was like, oh yeah, okay. This has got this. This is a this is a day one. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion three was a shocker. I really wasn't expecting that. I, I was I you, I should have been, but I'm like, no, nah, they're not gonna. And then of course they they went and did it. Um, I, I mean the whole direct by itself is just. I was just like, this is just Nintendo. Just was like throwing punch after punch mm. after punch. It's pretty solid overall. Yeah. I'm like slow yeah. down, slow down, slow down. Give this. I mean, because I said this last year, I was like. They're cranking out way too much stuff for the Switch. What are they going to do next? <laughs> like every right, like I'm right. well, they definitely have like I, a lot more like in the tank. Like you know, like cause they still have to announce like for like a Mario Maker to come out, which you, you know is going to happen eventually. Yeah, but I, I'm really glad that they they took they went back and looked at how great you know the Super Mario Brothers uh, Wii U uh, 2D platformers were. Mm, they were on the Wii U, yeah. and like Kirby's epic yarn coming to, to the 3DS. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. that was one of, that was one of my. Yeah. I mean, that was one of those games that I had to ex- had to explain to people. I was like, "This is one of those games where, if you're playing it on your Wii, you're smiling the entire time. You have no <laughs> idea you're smiling, but you're gonna find yourself smiling because it's just so much fun. It's just it's fun, and that's what I'm trying to get people to get back to. This is games are getting. I mean, I'm having fun with games now. Like games are. I mean, games right now are really. I mean, I'm having so much fun now. Um, but I mean, like this game was just like it was just pure. It was just they built it just to have fun. It wasn't about getting as many collectibles as you wanted or you tried to get. It was just like let's just go. Yeah, which is like how how like a lot of like the Kirby games like generally are. I'd say like they're very easy to get into, very aesthetically pleasing. Uh, now, and yeah, they, I'm, you know, I'm loving the whole crafting grow. yarn thing. I didn't think I'd like it at first. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. This is cool. Mm-hmm. And now, and now they're they're doing the same thing with the new uh, with the new Yoshi game as well. So um, it's it's you know it's, it's cool style, and uh, I'm glad to see them kind of implemented in different ways. So yeah, for sure. Just really it's glad really cool. for Animal Crossing. Like I'm, I'm that's definitely the big I mean, one. Yeah, Animal Crossing is a huge deal, and people just don't understand. I'm like, this game has been going on the 3ds for um for almost eight years i mean do we know for certain if this is a brand new and animal crossing it game is. or is it like it's a brand remake? new it's, it's, oh, it's completely okay. it's completely brand new completely gotcha. brand new okay they were, uh, they were i wasn't sure because like the the nintendo direct wasn't exactly super clear on it It just said animal crossing like welcome to animal crossing which it looked like it was the same logo as, as the original game on the n64 so i wasn't quite sure yeah they, they wouldn't do that to people they said there was they were returning animal crossing it's a new animal crossing 
Cool. And they were talking that's about that a couple years. That's cool. So I'm like, yeah, we. It's it's awesome. So, yeah, that's the big. That's like the biggest deal. Awesome. Yeah. So that's not the only thing that's also making a comeback, actually. Uh, so so believe it or not, Konami hasn't forgotten about Castlevania. <laughs> and um, there yeah. there is apparently like a like a listing that came out, which all but confirms that there's going to be Castlevania Requiem, uh, which is basically a um, basically like a, like, a, like a combo of both uh, Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. So this is something that you report on here, Robert. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm really curious here which version of Rondo of Blood we're going to get. Are we going to get the TurboGrafx version or are we going to get the Super Nintendo version? Either and way, it, we're gonna get the. I think we're gonna get the like the PlayStation, the the the, 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 the good PS3 version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we we do need a good version of it because we we saw we saw like Rondo of Blood get a re release on Wii Virtual Console, so they do have the code. So that's the version I want to see when it comes out because you know that was the better version. I li- I did like Super Nintendo game, but I want the original version that started it all because I think seeing that kind of distribution of both those games on PS4 would really earn Konami some points, especially after all the shit we've gone through with the freaking Silent Hill Pachinko and the Metal Gear Solid 3 Pachinko. Oh, that, that, that was a hard-hitting one, yeah, for sure. It just seemed like Konami was like re- really going downhill like with, with all those choices, but now this looks like they're slowly trying to creep themselves back up, but yeah, Andre, I was kind of, kind of curious in your I take think, this. I just think that they, um, it, the, the, they have to do with the PC Engine version um, like I would I would love to see like if you beat the remastered version or whatever they're gonna put on it, if you can unlock the original PC engine verbatim, like pixel for pixel. You mean for like pixel. you did with the you're talking like with the PSP version did with Dracula yeah. X Chronicles? Yeah, because you got cause at the beginning of they cause they changed after they did that, after they did Chronicles, even with Chronicles, they changed the they changed the intro. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that was cool, but I really wanted to get the original intro because I just love the voices on the original intro. The intro was just awesome. Um, but I would love to see that, and I want to see a remixed soundtrack. Mm, that'd be cool. Yeah, we got it before. I, put, I mean, we got it with put, Chronicles. They put so. Dracula battle themes in there. That'd be awesome too. But you know, the hard rock, you know, versions of Castlevania themes. If you haven't heard that, please, for the love of God, look up Dracula <laughs> battle. Dracula battle one and two. It's Castlevania. Song Castlevania themes remade in a hard rock metal version. Oh my god, it's it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I would love to see something like that. I, I hope they add a bunch of options because Konami has been kind of skimpy on like extras with games lately, and I'm just like, mm, well, just games, want, period. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, period, yeah. Well, you know, we don't we don't want to get into that. Sure, you know? yeah. <laughs> don't depress us, Dan. Bonk still you needs did already. So <laughs> Bonk still needs a release. Um, you know, but um. I just, I just want to see them go. I want to see them come back to the. I don't need. They don't have to have be the go back to the glory days, but just show us that you really give a damn. Right. Like seriously, show me that you care. I love. I love Bomberman on the Switch. I love Bomberman. That was that's one of my one of my favorite Switch games. Still, I love Bomberman. But come on, guys. Well, I mean, they did re-release what was it? Uh, Zone of the Enders, the second. um, The second round. And yeah, it's actually a pretty good port, you know, and it has a nice VR mode. So they went all out with that. That's kind of a beginning point because I didn't think they'd remake a Zone of the Enders game after HD Collection didn't sell that well. So I'm glad to see that came back. That's a beginning point. Now, if they could do something with Castlevania and then, I don't know, get back into Contra, maybe do something with their arcade legacy games like Sunset Riders, mm, that'd be a way yeah. to start winning people over again. I had the Konami arcade classics for PS1. Okay. Mm-hmm. With Time Pilot and Gyrus and all that, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Just, Konami Arcade Classics. Just bring that. Just do that. Yeah, just sure. That. I'll do, take it. Do something. Do something like that. We'll take it. 
I just said that. I said we'll take it. <laughs> we'll both take it. You're a kung fu on the switch. It's taken. It's taken. We're taking all of them. That's it. We're taking <laughs> it all. So yeah, um, let's see if this gets confirmed this week during Tokyo Game Show. But I'd yeah. love to see this Castlevania collection show up. And why stop there? Why why stop at just two games? Can we have you know an HD version of, of Bloodlines or I or want, you know? I would love to see. I want Konami to release a collection. I don't care what they put it on. I really don't care. The Game Boy Advance versions. The you the, yeah. The, Oh my! I mean, just re-release the DS versions. I don't care. Release them on 3DS. I don't care. Whatever, do whatever. Yeah, but just, just give them to us. People, people need. To, I mean, we all we're all fans. So we've I've had those games. I'm a huge Castlevania is, is one of my favorite game franchise ever. Like I could play. I'll play a Castlevania game over anything. It doesn't matter what it is. And but like just for those people, like I got people who like, what's so good about Castlevania? What's what? What's Everything. not good about Castlevania? Are you unless nuts? it's unless it's the fighting game on Wii. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, or I'll, maybe Castlevania yeah. 64 as well. Well, uh, I'll, I'll give 64 some a little praise. More praise than whatever that fighting game was on Wii. But, yeah, that, that was definitely the lowest point. But uh, yeah, it's just nuts right now. But guess what, guys? I mean, it is great to see these franchises coming back. But what's even more fascinating is the stuff about what almost came back but didn't. Almost. Capcom at one point back in 2015 was in negotiation with Platinum Games to work on new projects in the Okami and Beautiful Joe series. Um, They were talking with the president at the time and supposedly they were making good ground. Uh, in terms of bringing back these franchises. But then, like, Platinum Games had to shake up. The president left the company, and negotiations fell through. Now, they're not sour about it. You know, they left on good terms. But, you know, it, it kind of has me interested here. Because, you know, Capcom, they've been pushing to bring back all these franchises. I mean, that's not to say their business moves have been smart. They closed down Capcom Vancouver and shut down any hopes of another Dead Rising, sadly. But, you know, they are working on franchises that, you know, like Capcom beat them up bundle. We bring that up again. And uh, obviously Resident Evil 2 Remake, Double May Cry 5, you know, all these games that are coming out in 2019. Who knows when I get another uh, compilation like Power Stone Collection, fingers crossed. But um, we were this close to getting new Okami and Beautiful Joe games. But uh, who knows? Maybe in the future they'll talk again because there seems to be a lot of interest in their classic franchises. There really is Resident Evil 2 remake. People won't shut up about it. They want it. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it's it. It's really good. I like I'm, I'm not sure if you got to play play RE2 re- remake at all there, Robert. Or... I did not. I wanted to. Um unfortunately my schedule was so full I didn't get a chance. But from what I've seen, it's very impressive. Like the gameplay looks super fluid. So I mean they're Gorgeous really game too, it, also, it yeah. is, you know, I I really want them to get something done there. So, uh, yeah, it does bum me out we didn't get new Okami and Beautiful Joe games, but it sounds like there's enough good traction that at the very least we might get a Beautiful Joe collection, mm, which I'd be, be down for that. That would, that would be, be amazing. Yeah, I think so too. But I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. I mean, like, are, are you bummed that it didn't happen? Are you kind of hopeful that maybe they'll meet up down, again down the road? I mean, I'm a huge Beautiful Joe fan in general, so I would just love to see that franchise come back in some way. And and to imagine the Platinum Games take on that franchise yeah. is just amazing to me. Like, I just want to see that, like, actually be a thing. And hopefully, maybe down the road, some talks can be, you know, can, can you know, happen again uh, to make that happen. Um, Okami, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never really kind of got into the Okami franchise, but I know you're big into that as well, Robert, so... Uh, it, it, and, and you know they're both like gorgeous looking games too, like gorgeous looking franchises and all yeah. That, like, and then we and we got games. Ogami HD, so it's not like the end of the world. We do still have Ogami yeah. HD, especially on Switch. It's really good. 
Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean, like, see, like, see, see, Beautiful Joe come back as well in that regard. Like, if there was a Beautiful Joe like HD collection of some sort, and that lead into hopefully a Beautiful Joe three, that would be really cool to see, and it'd just be a really, you know, really neat to see that come back. But um, Andres, kind of curious in your take with this. The this the story really doesn't surprise me because if you if you all you all know that everybody from forty percent of the team from Closure from Clover for or it was Platinum Games anyway, so I kind of. That did that made sense. I'm like, okay, that makes perfect sense because Mikami was like, we want to put these, you know, we, they want to remake those games anyway. So um, I think it's I, it's not a, it's not surprising. I kind of the it kind of sucks that it fell through um, because I mean <laughs> to be candid, well, there is that there is that level of bitterness like when they left this Clover Studio, uh, you know. It, it, it's sort of like Treasure having to work with Konami again and then eventually settling in Gradius Five. You know, it, it took some configuring. It took some figuring out. You know what I, I mean? It, I personally think if they went back to the back to the table, it could happen. Totally, I agree with you. Like it could, it could truly happen right now. And I, I'm sorry. Like Platinum Games is one of the Japanese studios that really, and it's gonna. This is gonna suck. And you can send all your hate to at, at new Otaku Man five thousand on Twitter. <laughs> um, Platinum Games is one of the main Japanese developers that really matter. Like. Yeah. Well, Bayonetta Everybody 3. Else is good. Everybody's looking to everybody's looking to Bayonetta 3, so I agree with you. Uh, Platinum Games is I mean Japanese Japanese game development is where it is because of Platinum. Mm. For sure, for sure. So yeah. So hopefully we'll hear we'll, we'll hear some talks of you know of like those Capcom franchises as well as like hopefully more Capcom franchises coming you know coming out of the woodwork. You know, again, Power Stone, Rival Schools, like it would just be amazing to see those franchises come back. Same same thing with like Dark Stalkers, Maximo. all that stuff. So we'll, Please, Whoa. for the love of God, <laughs> Dark Ooh, yeah, yeah. my God! So we'll wait and see on that, and kind of cross our fingers. But that's not all the you know all the Capcom love that we need to give here, because there are uh, some special anniversary um, uh, you know anniversary cartridges actually that are coming out uh, that are based on Mega Man Two and Mega Man X. Uh, now these these are coming from I am Eight uh, Bit. And uh, this is like the same company actually that uh, that came out with that Street Fighter Two collection or the Street Fighter Two like special cartridge actually it's like the red cartridge uh, that came you know came with like uh, you know, with like the original like uh, the, the like construction booklet and there was like a poster and it all, and everything um, and, and the the only reason why I really know is because I, I actually own one of these things too and it's just like amazing nice. like to own it um, just being a big Street Fighter fan myself but. Uh, this is really cool that they're giving like the same treatment now to uh, you know to Mega Man Two and to Mega Man X, and I'm sure like a lot of Mega Man fans are going to want to jump on this for sure. Yeah, not to mention the fact that you have like uh, what was it Retro Packin surprises, so like these mm. bonus stickers or something like that, as well as a dual fold box, something for your shelf. You know, yeah, it, it sounds like these are really cool repackaging. So you know, I, I would definitely be on board. If I still had my uh, my Super Nintendo, I still got to get that replaced. Actually, but, well, I mean, it, it's great to pick up even just to kind of collect it, honestly, because yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't have my Super Nintendo like on me, like in the house where I'm at right now. But I have the Street Fighter Two box there because like it's just cool to have and open it up and look through and all that stuff. But because uh, I, I think that also has like the fold out like cover as well. But so I imagine it'll be like a similar thing as like Mega Man X and Mega Man Two. So yeah. right, and you know, I am a bet has always made cool retro stuff like this. So these are yeah, these are two nice little collectibles to add to your collection there. Andre, are you interested in either of these? Yes, I am. Actually, I hate that I missed the Street Fighter um, 
the Street Fighter one. I hate that I missed that one, but that was cool. I saw yours. I saw yours, uh, David. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I'm like, I really need to get that. Yeah, um, I really am. I'm a. I'm, I love because I'm, I'm. I have a new man cave now, so I want to get stuff to put in here. To, to, you have a new man cave? Oh, okay. It's it's basically the man cave I've had in my house. I just never used it until just now. Oh, okay. I was about to say. Man, oh, gotcha. There is nothing <laughs> worse than an unused man cave. You should know that. Right. Phrasing. <laughs> I have all my had all my stuff in our. Uh, we have a garage upstairs. And we have two downstairs. So I'm like. I had all stuff in the garage up here. And I'm like, you know what? I need to start putting my stuff up. I've got like <laughs> eight consoles hooked up right now. Um, TVs on the bar. That's crazy. I'm going to have pictures up when I get it all, ready, all said and done. It looks, it's going to be pretty cool when I get done. I was, I'm, I'm really glad I decided to jump in and do it. Sounds good, man. Welcome. So, uh, yeah, so, so that's the news right there. We finally got through all of that. So we'll move on to the part of the show now called What Are You Playing? It gets into the games we've all been playing or have recently beat. So, Andre, with you being our special guest, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? Uh, I just started, I was just playing Spider-Man for PS4. Mm. Um, yeah. What am I playing? Uh, playing around with, like, the photo mode and that? I just, I haven't started that yet. I'm actually going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to play with that tomorrow. Nice. Uh, I've been playing my 3DS quite a bit. Um what have I been playing on my Switch? I've been playing on my stuff on my Switch, but I can't think of anything I've been playing now. But Spider Man is the latest thing I played. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm getting ready to play. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll play uh, Sonic and uh, Lightning Force tonight on Switch. <laughs> mm, yes, God, yes. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I was just talking, those are, I was just uh, talking about, about that today. I was like, yeah, I got Thunder Force 4 from Japan when it came out, and you had to, like, re- your Genesis wouldn't, wouldn't recognize the game sometimes. So you had to, like, re- like like take the cartridge out and reset the system like six or seven times before the game will start to work again. It was just right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, that's, be, that's pretty much it for me though. All right. Sounds good. How about you there, Robert? Uh, Capcom beat up bundle has been my highlight this week. Uh, very well done mm-hmm. package. I have it for both switch and PS4 and it's just a lot of fun. Now I haven't tested out too much of the online yet because Tony's ducking me. He thinks I'm going to steal his power ups <laughs> or something. I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's very well done. The emulation is very good. The options are cool. Um, local multiplayer is a lot of fun as well. So it's a good little collection. Uh, also been working on um, Spider-Man as well for PS4 and uh, I just got him today because here, here's a fun story. I, I went ahead and imported the Sega Ages games for Sonic the Hedgehog and Lightning Force because I didn't know when they would be out in the U.S. And then an hour after I bought the 2,000 yen card to buy them, the guy at Sega told me, oh, they're coming out tomorrow. What, what, where were you an hour ago? <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The Sega Ages games are very well done. Uh, they have a number of options available, especially Lightning Force, because you can play through easy mode if you think the difficulty is too hard. But uh, there are also some modes with Sonic the Hedgehog as well. Uh, the games are going to be $7.99 a piece. They should be on the eShop as you listen to this episode. So definitely check them out. And um, there was one other one. Oh, yeah. I'm currently working on Mega Man 11, but I can't talk too much yet. So get back to me yeah. in a little while. Yeah, I got code for Mega Man 11 as well, so I'm looking forward to diving into that this weekend. Yep, so, we'll see yeah, how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but the demo sure. is hard. I, I need to get one. Somebody, somebody, uh, Capcom, help me, please. Help, help, Capcom. <laughs> help, help me, Capcom. Help, only you can save me. Help me, Capcom. Help me. Go, a crippled crab, a crutch. <laughs> save me, Dr. Wiley. <laughs> oh, man. Now all I can think of is that, all I can think of is that photo where they misidentified Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> right. What are you talking right, about? Right. That's not Dr. Robot. That's Dr. Light. What's going on? Right. No. All right, David, what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, so like you, Spider-Man on PS4, uh, you know, that, that game is just absolutely amazing. I love messing around with the photo mode in that game. It's probably the most fun photo mode that I've had in like any modern game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like recently. It's, Especially it's really if you get great. the cel-shaded outfit. 
did you get the yeah the cell shaded alpha I, I really want to unlock that honestly because yeah. like that just looks amazing and i i can't like I've, I've seen like also you know i've seen like photos of it and everything but i, I actually haven't seen the suit in motion and i don't want to spoil myself no, don't, in that don't, regard. don't yeah but definitely unlock it because it's pretty damn sweet yeah for sure for sure so like, I'm, I'm looking forward to unlocking that as well as the um there's a last stand outfit as well like with him with the red jacket and uh it's supposed to be like based on like the comic story like where it's like an alternate timeline with like spider-man like if he became like a vigilante and like he actually killed people and so like the police are like you know after him for like murdering people basically yeah, while right. he's doing his uh his deeds so mm-hmm. and uh, he, he has like the one last standoff like with the police in that um uh in that comic story which i, I actually have to read at some point but yeah uh, yes it's, it's absolutely like amazing game with a spider-man there's there's not enough praise to kind of give to that game it's definitely going to be up there i think like as, as far as like game of the year talk is concerned uh, by the end of this year so um and also a capcom beat em up bundle uh that is just a really really cool like you know selection of games um you know basically all the best capcom uh beat em up style games that are not licensed basically mm-hmm. um you know, obviously like you know if if it, if it included games like you know with with like alien versus predator or like the punisher Cadillac uh, versus like, dinosaurs yeah yeah, if, if, a, if a Cadillacs versus Dinosaurs, I mean, like, all those games, if they had those in there as well, this would be, like, the absolutely perfect bundle. Uh, but for now, like, it's 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 a really good bundle, and, yeah. like, it's definitely worth picking up, especially for 20 bucks. I mean, that's, like, a great deal, honestly, for all these games. Um, and especially the fact, too, uh, that, you, that you get both the English versions as well as the Japanese versions of all these games, which is really nice. neat. So, so you, you'll be able to kind of explore, like, all those, like, little differences, uh, or, or big differences, you know, in, in some cases, uh, with all these games. So that's, that's really, really neat. Um, and it's just cool too, um, you know, because I, when, when I was messing around with it, uh, I was mainly playing Final Fight, and uh, it's just really cool to play the arcade version of Final Fight for the first time in a long while. Because like I've just been so used to the SNES version that I forgot how bad that is compared to the arcade version. Um, so it's just it's just cool to be able to play as a guy and like you know kind of experience that uh, like that that the the true experience I guess with Final Fight. So that's really neat. Uh, so yeah, like before we move on with the rest of the show, I do have a game code here to give away. This is for Assault Gunners HD Edition. So, Assault Gunners HD Edition puts you in control of the peacekeeping force known as DAT. And along with your three allied battle mechs, you must attempt to save Earth's migrants and the Mars colonies as a whole from the threat of the Ants Uprising. Who or what could be leading this threat against Mars and the new planned perfect utopia for humanity? So if that sounds like you're jammed, then definitely jump on this. Uh, so the PS4 code here is 7DCA79NP6BAF. Again, that's Assault Gunners HD Edition on PS4. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Stage of History. So with that, we have the Stage of History, which is a celebration of retro titles that deserve a spot, for better or for worse, in the pantheons of history. So I figure since we're going to be talking about uh, about like Famicom and Super Famicom games, uh, that I will talk about one of each, uh, like with the Stage of History, starting off with Konami YY World, or uh, is that YY World that they're Andre? Like, uh, like I'm kind of... Yeah. YY? Okay. I want to make sure I got that. Compared to Weiwei? Wei? Wei Wei, yeah. <laughs> I imagine it was YY, but yeah. <laughs> so Konami YY World is a 1988 Metroidvania platformer by Konami. A mobile phone port was released in 2006. It stars a variety of Konami characters such as Goemon, Simon Belmont, and Vic Viper, as well as licensed characters such as King Kong and Mikey from the Goonies. And some of the bosses you face include a giant one-eyed frog, a giant King Kong robot, and a woman's head. 
<laughs> so uh, quite quite a mixture there as far as like the bosses are concerned. A lot of them are of the head variety, I noticed. Um, but Andre, I figure we'll start off with you uh, since it seems like you have a little bit of history with this franchise. What can you tell us about YY World? Um, they should have released that here as like, um, I don't know, you couldn't have called it Jump Stars back then, but <laughs> just crazy Konami platforming game or something. It's phonetic it's um it's it's like the graphics were really good for the time mm-hmm. surprisingly like famicom were, in this case there yeah. was some multi-scale there was some multi-scaling you're like where'd this come from um it was really just fun a shooter it was, most of it was shooting action it was platforming action most of it, some of it was shooting levels like uh, like shoot 'em ups um mm-hmm. it was just a really like unique just the characters having the characters in it was just awesome it was just fun um was- was the gameplay like mostly kind of like Castlevania style, or? Not, well, I don't know why they called it a Metrovania game, but uh, there were multiple paths you could take. But it wasn't like like that. It was, I mean, I guess Metrovania is the only way you could put it. But it, it was a platformer that just had a couple of different, le- a couple of different variations of the levels. You could go to different, you can there's different different paths you can take, like different forks you can go through. Um, it was just really, it was weird, but it was fun. Like especially with Calvin, with the the Belmont characters were great. That was good. Boymont was pretty fun. Um, it was just one of those games where it's like, I know I'm never gonna play anything like this again. Right. Yeah. It's just one of those things you're like, cool. where did they come up with this idea? And this is insane. <laughs> it, it seems like, like be like almost like in the same wheelhouse as like Parodius a little bit. It's kind of being a little, was, little out there, a little crazy. Like first, it's kind of like being a like a shoot 'em up fan and you play Parodius. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like if they republished it like 15 years later, anybody could show up like Plasma from Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Just he, yeah, Instead yeah, of shooting, yeah. he just shouts yeah. Plasma over and over again, and he kills everything. Yeah, exactly. It could be anything. I mean, it's like, it, I would love to see a remake of that, though. I would really like well, to see that. Well, there, there was like the um, like that phone port, but like I know they had to take out um, like it was a King Kong and Mikey from the Goonies yeah, in that just because like they did you know they didn't have those, those licenses anymore. Uh, but it is kind of crazy like to imagine that you could play as King Kong and Mikey from the Goonies in one yeah. game. <laughs> you know? Surprise! If you go down a Japanese game wormhole, you're gonna see some really obscure licenses in some games. You're gonna be like, didn't wasn't there like a really shitty Star Wars game that came out for Famicom first before like JBC got their hands in the license? Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, it was the one like where like Vader turns into like a scorpion or whatever. Yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, oh, it was God. so weird. I was like, what? And then it was yeah. a Transformers game that was really. Obscure. Oh, is that the one where like one of the bosses was actually like the Transformers emblem? Yeah. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was a really hard game too. That was that made like Silver Surfer looks palatable. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. I, I mean, I remember like, my, yeah. I, had, I had my pen pal get me like a like just like a bunch of random Super Famicom like random Famicom games back in the day, mm-hmm. and I've played some games. I'm just like, what in the world is this? I just yeah. don't. Yeah, I'm just like, what? Yeah, it's crazy. Am I drunk? Am I drunk right now? I, I'm yeah, drunk like, right am, now. <laughs> Melanie, I thing. must be. Am I under the influence of something? <laughs> <laughs> have you played any um, any Wild Wild World there, uh, there, Robert? Or I have not. I I'm just now learning about this game. <laughs> I am not deep into the Famicom market like my boy Andre is over there. I think part of it because I hated the Transformers and Star Wars games so much. But uh, <laughs> now I'm curious to check it out because I love old school shooters. I still have digital versions of Gradius and Life Force and 
uh, all these old school games, XLA. So, I mean, I would love to just dig into a ROM of this without, you know, like having to track down a cartridge because something tells me I wouldn't be able to find one if I wanted to. So. Well, if, if, if you liked, uh, if you like Life Force, then you, then you, uh, I think you should totally play Salamander, which is like the, the, oh, Japanese yeah, I know version. Salamander. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm familiar I, with Salamander series. Just never heard of YY World. It's just weird. YY Weird is YY Weird. weird. <laughs> exactly. It's a YY West. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably find a copy of this game for way cheaper than you think. Mm. Oh my god, I have Will Smith in my The Wild Wild West. <laughs> the Wild Wild World. Wild West. <laughs> Konami's going through the Wild Wild World. <laughs> oh god. Now, now I just need to die. <laughs> well, if if you're going to die, then make sure that you that you play second that uh, then sets you three first before you do so. Oh yeah, well duh. We're, I mean that's uh that's a secret mana game, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So I was about uh, to say the name sounded familiar to me. Indeed, indeed, yeah. So this is a 1995 action role playing game by Square. It is the sequel to what was Secret of Mana outside of Japan. A calendar function is employed in the gameplay where each day that passes has a certain element that makes magic of that element stronger. And it was released for Nintendo Switch in Japan as part of the Seiken Densetsu collection in 2017, uh, which I know, um, which was I know, like when that was announced, uh, that you wrote an article on that, Robert, and that it, it made like a lot of like Mana fans like hoping that this will come like you know over to the West. So yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, we're getting every Final Fantasy game under the sun. Why don't you port over Secret of Mana collection and let us play the Secret of Mana games we didn't get to play back on the Super Nintendo? It, it would make perfect sense because this is actually a really good series before they went out the route they did with Legend of Mana and the Secret of Mana remake. This was mm, actually a yeah. very respectable role-playing series back in the day. Oh, and, yeah. you know, Secret of Mana is still a Super Nintendo classic, but I'm just really surprised when it came to U.S. releases, we only got really two Secret games. We got Secret of Mana, and then we have a game that wasn't even technically part of the series, Secret of Evermore. So, That's well, right. I mean, yeah. Kinda. You know, it was a different developer, though. It was like a yeah. U.S. developer. It's like an offshoot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have seen more from the Secret of Mana Legacy, but uh, Andre, have you played uh, the second Densetsu series? I actually have. I've played, I've played all three of them. I was actually going to import the Switch version. I just didn't want to have to relearn my Japanese, so I was just like, no. Uh, I'm still hoping for a port, but I highly doubt it's happening. So, uh, but I've yeah, I've played them. I've oh my god, I played them when they first came out. I've actually played them recently, recently about a couple of years ago on an emulator. Um, I still have my cartridges around. So, uh, just going back to playing those games, I mean, the there are an, a tremendous amount of items in this game. They, they, I don't know what, I don't know what happened, but they just unloaded everything. I think this was like their last straw with the Secret Amount of series. It was like, okay, this is it. We're done. We're just gonna do whatever we want, and just, I mean, the gameplay was great. I mean, the story was awesome. There's a, you can find translated ROMs all over the place. Um. It's really worth checking out, and I know this game is like it was very popular, especially with like kind of like the fan translations and uh, like from what I've heard, like the the fan translations are, are done like really well with this game. I actually I actually have this like in my hacked SNES Classic as well, and I've just been meaning to kind of jump into it at some point. Um, but yeah, like it, you know, it is really cool, like you know, with, with it being you know again like you know it's a, it's a sequel to Secret of Mana, and I know like a lot of people here in the West absolutely love Secret of Mana, and would love to get like a chance to play this like properly if like you know if it, you know if it had like a had, like a proper release of this in the West. Um, and that was like a golden. I mean, it, 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 we talk about this with like role, role playing fans a lot, but that that era when that and um, the Chrono Triggers and and all those games that that was like the golden yeah. age of JRPGs right there. I mean, you sixteen bit square. There were, basically, yeah. there were every they were everywhere, but they were all excellent. 
Mm. Like they yeah, like and it's like, kind of funny because the Switch is kind of going through that now. You know, we've got stuff like Octopath Traveler. Soon we'll be getting the Grandia Collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be getting obviously all these Final Fantasy games. It, it the Fantasy like Star the J- games too through through the, yeah, yeah. Through the Genesis Collection that's coming out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we got the Sega Drive. Uh, or I'm sorry, Sega Genesis Classics coming, and Sega Ages will release the original Fantasy Star as well. So it almost seems like we're going through that JRPG era again. We're, we're getting all these games that really. They offer so much, you know, it's almost like Nintendo is rediscovering everything that works so well for them in the Super NES era and then some, you know, even more games. But I'm really hoping one day Square considers that Secret of Mana collection. I think it'd be a real treat. And we could probably throw Octopath Traveler in there as well as like a new age version of the very same like type of RPG very much. So it it, it is like a, like a good point that you made there, Robert, about this almost being kind of like a like a rebirth of the golden age of RPGs, basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's really cool, and I'm sure Andre, you're excited too, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just. It's like this. I mean, there's there's so there's so many out there. I'm just like, what do I do? Yeah. I have, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do. I have. I was like, it's just it's a, it's too much. I'm like yeah. I gotta I gotta slow down and try to catch up, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would love for them to bring a port of this out. That would be so amazing. But I mean, and, and you know, and we never got we never got that, so we never got to get the end of the story. It's kind of like Shining Force, but we're not gonna get into that. Um, you know, it's like, why not? I don't see why not. Yeah, but it's it's really it's like I said, if you play the game, you play the translated ROM. It's awesome. Um, so there's some there's some aspects of the game. There's some things in the game that you're gonna go. Okay, I think I know why this didn't come out. Yeah, but <laughs> like some cultural, came, like you know, this, like they got to this a like little bit. Yeah, there was a cult. There's yeah. some, there's some religious things in there. that's like, woo. Yeah, that, and I know, I know that like Nintendo back then was like very like sensitive, like with like any sort of like religious imagery and like things like that. Like yeah. even with like the Legend of Zelda, like when they changed around like Link's shield to kind of like look less like a Christian cross, you know? So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's really cool stuff. Um, but I mean, it's kind of funny though because. We didn't really expect the JRPGs to make the round back because, like, for forever they were gone. You know, like Nintendo sixty four, the only RPGs we really had were were Quest sixty four and Ocarina of Time in a way. You <laughs> yeah. know, so now on the Switch, uh, we have like an abundant amount piling up. Not to yeah. mention the indie ones that are, you know, like Blossom Tales. Blossom Tales is mm. exceptional. You know, and yeah. uh, there are several others being developed as well. But you know, it's just nuts. Yeah, we got Undertale coming out too, actually for for Switch. So that, that's that's like another one for uh, for RPG fans to get into. That's not the only Japanese exclusive game that we're going to be talking about because we're going into Obscura. Yes, we are. Um, I, since we were talking about YY World, uh, it's funny we mentioned the Goonies because that's actually my choice. Um, it is the Goonies. Uh, originally came out for the Famicom back in 1986, uh, based on the movie of the same name, obviously. Um, but the weird thing is this. The game itself never got a U.S. release. The Goonies 2 did. The Goonies 2 got a worldwide release when it followed a couple years later, but the original Goonies never came out for anyone besides the Famicom, except Nintendo did bring it out here in the U.S. in the arcade because it did it as the versus the Goonies release. So it's kind of weird how we got an arcade release for the game and all this, but we didn't get get a home release, and it seemed kind of proper for that kind of home release because it was a fun game to play i actually thought it was more fun than the goonies 2 was and you know the design was easy to get into it actually had a chiptune version of cindy loppers the goonies are good enough you know the <laughs> gameplay was easy enough for everybody to get into and i the only thing i'm thinking is like at the time konami didn't want to mess with the rights 
Because Nintendo did the arcade release. So I just found it a little weird that, you know, the only way you can play it on the NES now is if you buy somebody's custom cartridge, which is not bad. You know, you pay 30 bucks and you add it to your collection and, you know, it's just as good as Baby Ruth. You know, it's really yeah. great. <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of curious, Andre. Do you have a take uh, on why the Goonies never saw a U.S. release? Um, It's that weird Japanese licensing, I think. I think that's what it is. Because, I mean... That's why we didn't get YY World. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's weird that back then it was just uh, it was weird. Like you would get, we would get a lot of really stuff, a lot of stuff we never thought we'd get. But then all of a sudden you're like, why didn't why why didn't we get this? It's just like we didn't. Get, there was a couple of like Bugs Bunny games we didn't get. Mm-hmm. I know, right? I remember that. And then I was like, like why didn't we get, get those? That great like, is, and I don't know if it was just a licensing issue at the time, or maybe somebody lost the rights, or something. I don't know. It's just it might weird. be like exclusive like, to like a region or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It could be that, but I have no idea. It's weird, but it's um, it's a, I mean, there's a I mean, you can go back. There's a ton of games like that, like that they just like they're really good, like well, like the um um Super Famicom Batman Returns game. Mm-hmm. I, that. I was like, okay, I had to get this when it came out in Japan, but they did actually change a few things in the game, and it was really like minor cosmetic things. I'm like, why did this not make? I mean, it made it eventually, but it took like a year for the game to come out after it came out in Japan. But I mean, it's like it's just like the but it's like the original Batman game for Sunsoft. It t- that took almost two years. It's just I really don't get. I mean, like because that game, I think the Goonies, if it had come out in like early 1986 or late 1985, it would have had a lot of appeal in building up that NES potential because you know the Goonies was a great movie at the time. It wasn't a huge box office success, but it had enough of a cult following that people were like, wait, there's a Goonies game? Oh, I should go out and buy it. You know, there, there could have been something like really drawing it even further. But like I said, it's probably just something with the licensing or just Konami didn't have the interest at the time until like 1987 rolled around. Holy shit, the Goonies is popular. We should release the Goonies too. You know, and so it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird to me. Like, I mean, like, like if you think about like, with you know like with like western audiences like all of a sudden seeing like the goonies 2 game but like they're thinking them you know to to themselves and i know you know i know i had this thought like when i first saw like the game like, you know as a kid um like thinking to myself like was there a goonies 2 movie that i just completely forgot about or something like or maybe it, it was it, like direct the video i don't know <laughs> yeah or something like that yeah but like it, it was just kind of odd like to see like a goonies 2 game and there was never a goonies 1 game that came out in the west and there was never a goonies 2 movie so it's just like this weird like i don't know place in history History basically with it so i know it, it really oddball but all the same i am glad you know at least you got arcade exposure because i remember playing this thing in a pizza hut for hours on end. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. so good oh, yeah. it was so much fun oh, yeah. but uh i thought this game was good enough but uh, apparently Konami didn't but who knows <laughs> i mean maybe one day we'll see a resurgence and uh if you guys do want a copy for nes like i said you can find some of these etsy shops that sell cartridges for like 30 bucks some of them even have a gold cartridge which i think is pretty cool so mm. uh, the repro you know, kind of stuff or yeah something like that i mean it, it beats nothing and it has it looks like the official cover right so mm. that's cool yeah, yeah. And like as um it's so like with the arcade port though i was, was kind of curious like like is that the exact same game as the as, as the family yep. game exactly okay exactly the same like i i don't think i think there was like change to the text in some areas but other than that you know it, it was pretty much the same you know so i like i said i don't get it if it was that prompted you'd think he, maybe even nintendo could have picked it up you know maybe yeah i mean well because it, it was it was nintendo of america that i believe that um that that distributed that to the arcades if if i remember correctly and um 
But because uh, you know, now that we are seeing this like arcade archive series and everything, you know, that you know that's coming to Switch, or you know, that's that's been coming to Switch, like with games like Skyskipper and whatnot. Maybe we could see a Goonies like arcade version of that, uh, especially since it was part of like their Versus system, actually, with the arcade port. So like, and and they've been kind of doing that now with like uh, with like Super Mario Brothers and whatnot. So who knows? Maybe we'll see like the Goonies come out forward for Nintendo Switch. Like after all this time, you never well, know. You know, especially considering how Josh Brolin is like incredibly popular again. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Thanos and and good old Cable. So uh, we'll have to see, I guess. But uh, I think the Goonies are good enough. So there you go. I yeah, Goonies that, never say die. <laughs> they never say die. So as I Konami, while you're re-releasing stuff, Goonies never say die. <laughs> exactly. There it is. So yeah, that's my obscura this week. And uh, take it away, David. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So that's going to lead us I'm a now. goofball, in case you don't know. <laughs> I'm practically a real life sloth. You're like, love Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky <good>. Road. <laughs> I'll definitely okay, keep, my, keep. I'll definitely keeping that in. So. Uh, you know what? You know what? Uh, I just do terrible. <laughs> it's, just, it's official. You know, I, I can't talk like Jack. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's going to lead us now into our main topic here, which is basically looking back on the best and most interesting Famicom and Super Famicom games. So this is like specifically looking at those two platforms alone. Uh, so a lot, you know, all these are going to be like Japanese exclusive games, more or less. And um, I figured that we would kind of start off with just talking about like the, the, the uh, you know, the like Japanese games on these consoles uh, that we've personally played. Um, so... Andre, I figure we'll have you start off since I imagine you'll have like the most to talk about in this case. Although, you uh, know, I, I should ask you probably to like make it, uh, I guess, as brief as possible because I imagine you'll have like a whole ton of games like, to talk about. But whichever ones are like, the, 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 the ones that kind of first pop the mind for you. So yeah, right. um, there's a lot of games that come. I mean, I remember I'm what, sure. what with, when I when I when I, um, when I first got my super, when I first got my my NES. Um, I, that's when I just found my first pen pal in Japan and stuff like that. So, and she was a, she was a movie fan. So basically this is how I, this is how I was able to get stuff. She goes, I go, well, what, you, what would you like to get? Like, would you like, like a movie or something like that? She goes, well, the movies won't play because it's NTSC, blah, blah, blah. But right. if you can send me magazines or posters or stuff like that, in my favorite movies or stuff like that, I'm like, oh, sure. I can do that. So I'd go down to the bookstore get her magazines about her favorite movies and she would send me game catalogs like flyers from the from japan i get to pick what game i want and i go here just give me this and then i um and one time she went to a uh well like i think she went to super potato and this was back in the wow like in the 80s um and she went to one of the biggest game stores and they had like super they had, like famicom games for like a quarter mm. so you could just go in there and grab a uh, just a handful and she just went in there and grabbed like whatever. Um, oh man, uh, I had the speed a speed racer game, Maka Maka Gogo. Mm. Um, I think I played I had, that one actually. I got um, uh, Chibi. Uh, no, not Chibi. It's not Chibi Castlevania. It's uh, is Akamacho special? Was it? Yeah, that's no, it. No, no, yeah, Akamacho special. Oh, we got okay. that. Okay. Wow, um, I actually named I got, it before David. Wait, what? I got it. Before yeah, I know. <laughs> I love what? that game though. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the game like that was very much like uh, Mega Man, but like um, you know had like the first boss is like Nazi Ku Klux Klan yeah. member? Yeah, it was like almost a I think one's a coffin, one's a, a demon in a coffin or something. I can't remember. Okay, um, that yeah, kind of sounds was, like Splatterhouse almost, like the Splatterhouse yeah. Wampaku Graffiti. Um, it was, uh, and then there was a, a, a lot of I got a lot of the games 
that were made like um oh my god uh kunio kun well remember that one. i had i had this had, had the soccer had the soccer game had the baseball game um she just she just got really lucky and got me like a ton i mean i got salamander and well salamander's uh, good yeah i got it, it was just a ton of i mean it was, it was a ton of games like it was just really it was but i mean i found it was a sailor moon game um, oh yeah, was that the um, was that like the side scrolling beat 'em up style game? Or? I think this was the yeah, I think this was the side scrolling game, and then yeah. there was um, uh, the PC uh, PC Caveman, which you know bonk. I mean, it was it was literally like a ton of games, but I remember just playing those games and going, I've never seen these before, and why do I not? Why why are my and my friends would come over and go, what is that? I go, this is a Japanese game. You need to come check this out. Um, I did have Doki Doki Panic. Oh, I remember okay. Doki Doki I remember Panic. That. I had Doki Doki Panic. The original uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, for people who don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had, uh, I mean, just, there was a Cyber, I think it was a Cyber City game. A P, uh, there was a uh, Bubblegum Crisis uh, NES game. Mm, yeah. There was a lot of stuff based on uh, based on anime. Like, a ton of games based on anime. Like, like tons of them. Um, I don't think Bubblegum Crisis ever really became a thing in the West, did it? It did, it did when it was released, and then after it kind of like got out of people's lexicon, it's like okay. And then it goes like look back, look at Batic, like at Batic now. It's like uh, we could look at it. Oh, that's that was cool back in the day, but it didn't look that. It doesn't hold up well, right? Like, I, 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 I don't remember it like ever like really catching on here, like you know, like how Sailor Moon did bit. or how Dragon Ball it, did. No, no, it never like that. It just it did for us a little bit, and then once once those once those videos were out, that was it. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. I got a couple of Zelda clones. I remember that. Uh, uh Why World. I remember getting. I think I got Why World one, and uh, Joy Mech Fight. I remember that one. That one was cool. Um, I think that's a, there's, there's a ton so many. Like the Transformers game. I think they. I think they ported the Bruce Lee game from the Commodore sixty four over to the NES for the Famicom. I think. But think about this. There's so many Famicom games. There's like twenty five hundred. Wow, <laughs> there's, there's so many. It's ridiculous. Now, did you did you were, did you keep a lot of your Famicom and Super Famicom games? I don't. I don't have. I don't have hardly any of that stuff. Um, I just remember. I remember specifically playing certain games. Wow. Like the I'm looking Gold at the, uh, the, the the Bruce Lee game here, by the way, and it's literally just called Bruce Lee. Um, yeah. And yeah, it came up for like you know Atari, DOS, MSX, C64, um, Apple II. <laughs> like it came up for all was, these. Like, was, I was thinking it came up for the Famicom, but I don't think it did. I don't. I don't. Um, it might have. I actually have to, have to take a look at that again because, like, it was just like a whole list of like. I remember that, I remember that game was fun on the a game was fun on the Commodore sixty four. But I mean, the Famicom was just there was so many games, especially back then, that it helped you learn like not even just Japanese, but just the fact that they're different styles of gameplay. But here you got mostly over the top, you know, overhead overhead view games or side scrollers. Mm. And but they went into like there was. There was a couple of 3D like like maze RPG games like that. It was a couple of those. Um, I don't know how they did that. It was really weird, but it was really. I mean, it's really, it was really an interesting system. Were were they kind of like maze games, like kind of like a kind of like Pac-Man style, or? Oh, they're kind of like like um um. What am I thinking about? Like Shining Force, Shining Force, oh, like Shining, Shining in the Darkness, like a 3D okay. type of like you know. There was there, it was hard to do it back then, but so kind of like the dungeon crawler style. Then yeah, right? it was a dungeon crawler stuff, and then they had um. I mean, there was just like the platformers. Of course, they were like everywhere, and there was right. all these. Yeah. There was all these Mario clones or Mega Man clones or Zelda clones, and some yeah. of them were really good. Um, but I mean, 
but that was when like you know that i got into those and then of course i got the pc pc engine and that just kind of like changed my whole life so, um, um can i ask about one real quick here um, there was a game called Jizazu Kyofu no Bayo Matsuta. It's translated for Jesus Saved My Saturday Night. <laughs> <laughs> this, right. this, this according to a Medium article, uh, which we'll link to here, uh, it was released on the Nintendo Fabicon. It was originally made for a variety of Japanese home computer series in the 80s that were sold and formed, but it was done in English, apparently, and it was like this really uh, weird uh, adventure I'm, I'm game. I remember reading about that game. I remember, I remember reading about that game. And um, it has a French mathematician, I guess. I don't know what that's got to do with Jason. <laughs> yeah. But a French... See, I can't do progressions. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, it looks like it's a visual visual novel style Yeah, game. it does. It's like an adventure... Like, you can interact with stuff. It's like almost like a point-and-click thing, except you don't do the cursor thing. You, you'd say, look, yeah. and then you take a look at whatever you want to look at on the screen there. Um, Interesting. But that isn't... Yeah, it's like a visual novel, basically. I, I was, I was like, looking um, up weird... Like snatcher or whatever. Yeah, I literally looked up weird-ass Famicom games, and it came up with Jesus Saved My Saturday Night, so... <laughs> 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 well, that definitely fits the the description, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. But I just didn't know if Andre ran into this one or not. I've I've heard about it. I've never played it though. I've never got a chance to play it. Interesting. Yeah. I'll um I'll definitely add like um that was it was it the Medium dot com article they pulled up there, Robert? Something or? like that. Yeah, I I linked it in the chat, and we'll link it in our uh, episode there. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll have it in the show notes so people can go can go check this out because this is definitely one to check out for sure. Yeah, I need to find it. No, I'm just like okay, but obviously, uh, I mean, while you're looking up their games, did you ever come across the original Parodius, Andre? I did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, this was Parodius two, and then some of the Hudson Soft games like Adventure Island. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of that stuff came out over here though. Um, I don't think Adventure Island four did. I think that was one that was only Famicom no. only because I think after no. three they. I, say, I remember. Right. Now, I remember one thing about the Famicom was that um, I really got into JRPGs like extensively, and like mm-hmm. I I was one of the original people to play Dragon Quest, and I was obsessed with that game. Like I actually, I mean, I literally would take pictures of my screen because I didn't know what they were saying. At the time, I would go through. I'd go through my little my little books and stuff. I would sit and wait for my pen pal to translate the screens for me. And I was wow. sending. I like, remember I pen pals sending like hundreds of pictures, hundreds of pictures Jeez. back and forth <laughs> until until one day she they found she found a guide and just basically almost literally translated it for me. Wow. Like she a lot of work for, 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 yeah, for just like I going mean, through the game. Then. <laughs> this was back in the old days where we didn't have the benefit of email. So. Oh, man. Oh, right. Man. Or like the internet. In that yeah, case. yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> she got my Super Famicom for me. She got my PS2 for me. Um, I mean, she was amazing. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, but it was just like, yeah, I got, I got, I got a ton of games. For, I got, a, I, mean, I got games from every for every system for that for during that time. But um, yeah, it, it was it was great. But there was uh, there was I mean there was a ton of games. Like there was I mean a lot there was a lot of shovelware back then. Yeah. But it really wasn't. But it really wasn't shovelware of like like it is now. Like some of the stuff was actually quality stuff. Because you got to remember back in the day, I mean Nintendo's you know Nintendo's quality control was extremely strict. So the fact that they got through with all those games, all those games came out, and some of them were really, and there's like like the shoot 'em ups were really really good, but the RPGs were just 
I mean, Dragon Quest was just that just broke the mold. That was just like, okay, I gotta have this game. And I that remember was the game that like people in the West know as Dragon Warrior, um, yeah. which I know like a lot of people um, you know, who like first experienced that game was because of the fact that they were basically giving the game away uh, for Nintendo yeah. Power subscribers. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I remember getting stuck on the th- second game, and it was just so stupid. I got I was walking. I'm supposed to find a chest in this one area, and I you're supposed to just walk by it, and the chest is supposed to pop up. And I did it four or five times. Seven. I did. I was like, okay, I'm gonna turn it off. I'll come back tomorrow. I'll go back to the same spot. See if it comes up. No, nothing. I got so furious. I got so furious. I took my NES and I, th- I took it over my head and I threw it. Oh, jeez, that's like some real, real gamer I, rage right there. I, I had a real bad temper when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> you I'm way more mellow now. Yeah, yeah. I'm way more mellow now. But I mean, but it took a lot. It took it took weeks for me to get there. And then just to show how the, the, the durability of the of the NES was, even my even my Hudson, my honeybee cartridge, my converter, my converter stayed in and was perfectly fine. Uh, I turned the system back on, walked back to the spot, and it popped up. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Man, don't be violent there, I mean, Andre. But, <laughs> but that game was I mean, Dragon Quest broke the mold. Um, it was just like I was, I remember reading about it in, in Game Fan and in, in you know Nintendo Power talking about the Japanese games. Like Dragon Quest is so hot, so huge. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And like no, like I would just explain it to people. And I'm like, what is that? I'm like, I can't explain it. It's just that good. And then Dragon then Dragon Warrior came out. I was like, there it is. And they're like, <laughs> like, oh, it's oh, okay. Heavy. I said, like, no, you got it. Yeah, you got to play the second one. I say, but Dragon Quest Two was like the killer. Mm-hmm. That was a killer app right there. That was yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, back back in the old days, if you were hardcore enough to buy Famicom games and translate all that Japanese, it showed your dedication to the genre. You know, anybody anybody could read a translated yes. version, like whatever the hell Working Designs did with Lunar. But when we're talking like you have oh, to yeah. actually look up every five seconds to see like, wait, what do you say? What do you, what about my pants? Wait, what? What? I don't. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't get exactly. That. But you know, it, it's kind of crazy though. Because those old adventure games set a template, you know, for obviously what would come on Super Famicom, obviously the Final Fantasy games. Um, does anybody remember the Romancing Saga series? Oh, yeah. You oh, know yeah. what? They just, I, I just want to just add this real quick. I'm sorry. But Square Enix just announced they're bringing Romancing Saga 3 to Nintendo Switch. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh, just wow. announced it. Sorry, I know that wasn't in our notes, but I just brought it up. Late-breaking uh, news. Well, we're talking, well, we're talking about Super... We can lead into Super Famicom there, whatever, but it, it's just... It's the attention, you know? It, it's the fact that a lot of these franchises are still around and still making an impact. It's really something. I mean, obviously, there, there's shit we'd forget about, like whatever the hell that Star Wars Famicom game was, or whatever the <laughs> hell that Transformers that. game was. I, I think the only way I discovered Transformers was through an angry video game nerd episode. And it was amazing. Yeah, he did that as well as the Star Wars game, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were amazing. But uh, I got more into the Super Famicom scene because I was near my local Game Force store at the time. I was working at the subway next door. So all the time I would stop by and I would play their Super Famicom games. That that's kind of where I lived. I didn't get into the Famicom scene as much as did Super Famicom. In fact, thanks to those guys, those assholes, because I get to say that because <laughs> they made a recommendation for a really awful Super Famicom game called Super Back to the Future Two. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. a game that had its own slowdown feature and some of the worst boss battles out there with Biff and Chris oh my and god, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, it wasn't as bad as like NES Back to the Future, but you know, it's like, what's what? What is this? Why? Yeah, 
Well, uh, like another peculiar game though that was on the Super Famicom uh, that I got to experience just just recently actually was um, was Wonder Project J, um, oh, which yes. is just unlike any game like on the Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, whatever. Um, like just period, uh, because of the fact it's it's basically like a um, uh, kind of like a uh, I don't know it's like a simulation style game almost like you're basically con- yeah. you're you're controlling without actually directly controlling this kind of like Pinocchio like robot basically and you're trying to manage like its mood and like level up certain aspects of its of its existence basically and you're trying to get it to like a point like where it can it, where it can assimilate itself perfectly with with like the rest of humanity more or less so it's uh it's a really interesting game but very cute like uh, kind of like anime style basically to it. Um, and you, you even have like basically like a Tinkerbell character basically that's like a cursor more or less. So it's almost like point and click style. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's just unlike any any other game I've ever played. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just kind of weird. Super Famicom really opened up the market to a number of different experiences that a lot of people imported. You know, there was like BS Out of Bounds Golf. Uh, there was Super Family mm. Tennis. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, all these games, even like the wrestling games. Because if I recall correctly, it was like on Super Famicom that Fire Pro Wrestling World really picked up. The Fire Pro games. Yeah, yeah, Super, Pro, yeah. Super yeah. Fire Pro Wrestling X Premium was the big one. Mm-hmm. But this is because the Super, you know, the WWF games kind of sucked on the Super Nintendo. So Yeah, the LJN stuff. Yeah, yeah. and even like <laughs> WrestleMania Arcade was terrible. Like, ugh. But you got into something like, um, like you know, Fire Pro Wrestling. Uh, and you know it still continues this year. Fire Pro Wrestling World is excellent. Absolutely love mm, that. Yeah, it's like the old style too. Yeah, yeah, it was really oh, yeah, something. Definitely. But then there was that really obscure stuff that threw you off. Like you know, on the uh, I know we had Sweet Home on the Famicom, which is a, a title we actually mm. didn't bring because it inspired Resident Evil. But did anybody yeah. remember the yeah. original Clock Tower on Super Famicom? I with, was going to mention yeah, Clock yeah. Tower. So yeah, yeah. with the Scissor Man. <laughs> so, with the Scissor Man. With the yep. Scissor Man, yeah, yeah. This is like a really cool survival horror game, def- you know, certainly way before Resident Evil kind of came along. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's just really cool with you playing as, um, I don't know, you, you basically play as like this woman like who is like part of like, I think like an orphanage or something. And so you're, you're just trying to survive against like the Scissor Man, basically. And um, yeah, the, the the game itself was actually um, like very much inspired by like this, uh, this like Italian horror film called Phenomena. Uh, so for anyone who like uh, you know, is like is like familiar with that, you, you kind of see like a lot of the parallels as far as like even how like the protagonist looks in that game is very similar to how the protagonist looks in the movie. Um, but yeah, like just like the way that like, the whole game kind of plays out, it's 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 a really good looking game, honestly, for like a you know for like a sixteen bit style game. Um, and yeah, you're just going around just basically surviving uh, in like this horror setting. It's just really neat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was really tense at the time too. And it didn't really need to pile yeah. on the carnage like you know some of these other horror games. It really built up like and the, atm- the atmosphere alone was was spooky enough. Oh, yeah. You turn out the lights, you're pooping your pants pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it had like this whole like, panic mode kind of like gameplay element oh, too, which is really God, neat. So. Yeah. Yeah. So like the Scissor Man would just kind of show up, and like you can't like fight against them. You just have to like hide basically or, and just run like survive hell. and make sure to just catch you <laughs> or run. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like it's really neat. Um, another one that I want to mention here too, uh, and I'll try to pronounce it here, is uh, Shin Niketsu Koha Kunio Taki no Banka, uh, which is basically like a River City Ransom prequel that came out for Super Famicom. Um, I, which just yeah. that concept alone just interested me, so like I added it to my uh, to my hacked SNES Classic, and uh, it's it's a really neat game. Uh, definitely not something I would say is um, you know as good as River City Ransom, honestly, but it, it looks cool, and it definitely tries to play out like a more linear style story than uh, than like. 
River City Ransom did. Um, so like it's, it's it's really neat to kind of like just check out like if you're a fan of like River City Ransom or just the Cuneo games in general. Uh, definitely a very different art style for you know for, for sure like from the from the usual uh, from the usual stuff that you see on the NES. But um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting, especially being like a prequel to uh, you know to like, the stuff that happens in River City not, Ransom. Not to mention uh, you know there was a Switch collection that was announced that's going to have the River City Ransom games in it. I think that one's in there. Is it? I think so. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's supposed, yeah. It is. It's supposed to be. Um. It's on. I think it's on 3ds and Switch. It's supposed to be Switch mainly, but I I don't know about 3ds port. But okay. I know I'm going to import the hell out of that for Switch because you know mm. I just want to beat up people. It's like it's like 15 <laughs> games or something. Yeah. It's like a, it's, a, it's like a it's, 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 it's got like, their it's, it's got their sports work. compilation. They're like track and field sort of competition. It's got a couple of the River City Ransom games. I know I've heard that mm. title before. So I yeah I think it's coming like in it's December. But it, it's is that gonna be the Japan only? Uh, yeah, but you can import it, you know, because the Switch is importable. Okay. You know, like I said, I just bought Sega Ages games, so you could definitely import on the Switch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, cool. But uh, another thing I really liked was the scope of puzzle games on the Switch, including one that did not get a release in the U.S. Uh, Super Puyo Puyo Su Remix. This actually had oh, yeah. a four-player mode. It was like one of the first four-player battle modes introduced to the Super Nintendo. Uh, Super Famicom, mm-hmm. I guess, but it was really good. You know, it was a game that we would play in the game store like all the time, along with um, Super Bomberman Five, which was really well done as well. Of course. Oh my God, uh, Super Bomberman Five, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it, that's like it is just that's the pinnacle of party. It games. is, you know, uh, it was great with party games and stuff like that. But I also discovered other great games through this uh, store as well. Did you know there was a third chapter in the Mickey Mouse series that didn't come out here? I mean, we had the that, we yeah. had the Magical Quest and we had the Great Circus Mystery, but there was also Mickey and Donald Magical Adventure Three. And the only mm-hmm. reason I can think of is Capcom didn't release it here is because it probably would have clashed with World of Illusion over on the Genesis. I mean, other than that, maybe. Though, yeah. Other than that, this was a really well done. Those games were totally different. Yeah, I know. Yeah. but they didn't want to do why they didn't bring that over here. But they didn't want to like, clash with you know Sega at the time. So because you know you know what yeah. kind of guff they got when he released an Aladdin game against Sega's Aladdin game, and we're we're still arguing about oh, yeah. which version's best. So you know, <laughs> yeah, it's still still an argument today. But yeah, with 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 Magical Quest three though, I mean, like it was just really neat, especially with the fact that you could play as Donald Duck in that, and that's. You know, and, and like the animations, like were just like super well done. That's like a lot of those Disney games were. Um, so it was, you know, it was just really neat, like really beautiful game. Uh, played great, like played just like the other, uh, you know, other Magical Quest games, basically, like where you're, you know, you guess basically standard platforming, like with uh, the whole idea of like kind of being able to pick up and grab blocks and throw them at people and stuff. And yeah, it was just a really cool game. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of weird. Like I said, with a Disney license, usually they hit it out of the park, but the uh, that's the only reason I can think of that Capcom wouldn't release it, although. It was 1995, so they might have had the same thinking Nintendo had with Star Fox 2. Maybe they just wanted to move on to whatever new hardware was. It's too late, yeah, maybe, in the in the life cycle, yeah, yeah. probably. Which is kind of a shame. Um, but you mentioned before about uh, about like puzzle games, though, and there's, there's definitely one I wanted to bring up here, which is uh, Tetris Battle Gaiden. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Oh, yeah. 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 I love the game. Yeah, which um, I never personally played, but I've seen footage of it and just looked looked really interesting to me. And it seems to kind of like draw like a lot of inspiration from Puyo Puyo, uh, as well as Columns apparently too. So like I, I don't know if that's something that that you guys could talk about uh, as well. I think it was more in a Super Bomberman Panic Bomber world at the time, but that's just me. oh okay. That was a good one too. Tetris um, Battle Guide was that was it, it was a different take on it, but it was just man, it was just so much yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to give it a try if I could find the ROM, totally, because uh, it sounds like it'd, it'd be a complete... I mean, if they could do Tetris in a good multiplayer fashion in any form, and, and I'm not talking about Tetris Ultimate, but I mean like a good competitive Tetris game, like the arcade Atari Tetris, then mm. I'm totally down, you know, so yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, th- th- there was that um, the like Switch game, like the uh, or like, it didn't it didn't just come out for Switch, but like there was uh, Tetris and Puyo Puyo, kind of like um, yeah, Puyo Puyo mash- Tetris. It was Puyo Puyo mash- Tetris. Yeah, it was really well done too. They did a good job on that. Although it is kind of weird pitting them against each other. Just to say. it is, yeah. <laughs> but, but good uh, fun, yeah. you know. Yeah, it worked out well in that case. Um, and, uh, you know, all I mentioned, like, you know, kind of going back to, like, Famicom real quick, uh, obviously there was Akumaju special Boku Dra- Dracula Kun, which is, like, the very Mega Man-like uh, Castlevania spinoff, uh, which is really neat. And, like, there's a big reason, uh, there's a like, few reasons why I feel like that that didn't, like, make its way over to the States, uh, namely with, like, some of the bosses and, like, some of the mini games that you have as well, like, where, where you have to, like, kind of um, <laughs> spot out the correct color panties that, like, girls are wearing, for oh, example. Um, yeah, or, was- as I mentioned before, like with the uh, Nazi Ku Klux Klan like first boss that you face and there's like some other like you know sketchy kind of material in it but like it's it's clearly a very Japanese uh, kind of game I guess you could call it in that sense so mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's really cool and uh, there was also Splatterhouse Wampaku Graffiti which is like a very cutesy kind of like um, kind of take on the Splatterhouse franchise and uh, that's definitely worth worth checking out um, at the very least if you get to like the first boss and he's doing like, the whole thriller dance and all that stuff so uh, uh, it's a pretty neat one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a lot of good ones there. And um, uh, I, I, I should mention real quick also, actually, um, in terms of Dracula Coon, um, there, it does look like Dracula Coon is going to come back uh, through the, um, uh, through like the Smash Brothers Castlevania stage that, that's coming out. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, coming yeah. Out. Oh, yeah. They were showing like the trailer, like, you know, when they were showing off like how the stage is and all the environment, all the um, like hazards and stuff they had to go through, like they were showing all the monsters and whatnot. And then there was, uh, you know, they had like a flash of lightning to kind of show like a silhouette of certain characters. And if you pause at a certain point, you can see was very obviously a silhouette of Kid Dracula himself. So he's going to be in there, apparently. Oh, that sounds pretty cool, actually. So, That's awesome. I mean, what what won't Super Smash Brothers have at this point besides Waluigi? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, getting back to Super Famicom, I want to know if either of you have heard of a game called The Fireman. Oh, the fireman! Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Well, that that was um, that came out in Europe. I know. So yeah, I don't it, think I got yeah. a US release though. No, it didn't. It didn't. No. no. But uh, th- th- that's a really cool game though. Like being kind of like top down, like firefighting and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really had this great thing where you had to save innocent people at the same time avoiding, you know, being engulfed in flames. Um, so you know, it, it was a really neat concept, and I thought it would have been you know, ideal for a US release, but I guess. Eh. Mm-hmm. But I think. You know, it's just one of those things where we take a look at the market of a whole Super Famicom, and it's kind of nuts, like, how many games we weren't introduced at the time, but we have now. Like, for instance, there were several Fire Emblem games that came out for Super Famicom that we didn't get. Yeah. Like, Fire Emblem Genealogy of Holy War, we didn't get that one. Um, there's four of them. Yeah, there's Fire Emblem the uh, Threatia 776, I think it was. Um, you know, and there was obviously other games too. We didn't get, um, there was a Tales game back then, Tales of Fantasia, that we didn't really, that didn't get a US release, if I recall, either. Hmm. Uh, Bahumat Lagoon didn't come out. Uh, Mystery of the Emblem really didn't good. come out. You know, there, there are, yeah. and Star Ocean. There were Star Ocean games yeah. on the Super Nintendo that didn't get love. So it, I mean, it thrived, but with sequels later on, you know, it, it's just kind of weird. Like, these were really the glory days that the franchises got started, and now they're popular. But you can't help but wonder, what if companies look back on these games and give them a second chance? I mean, like I said just a few minutes ago, Romancing Saga 3 is coming to Switch, and who knows, Square might translate that for a new audience. Too. I mean, I'm still waiting on Secret of Mana, whatever. But you know, <laughs> there's always this, this small glimmer of hope that we see games from the past so we can see the origins of where these series come from. It's, it's an interesting take, I think. 
So I, I guess that'll be like a good way to like transition then to like the other part of this main topic then, which is um, basically kind of getting into like what's like the one game. If we had to choose just one game that only saw a Japanese release, um, and you know to have have that one game get a Western release, which one would we pick in this case? Um, for the Famicom era, yeah, like Famicom or Super Famicom game, like either one. Um, the one game you would give a Western loved- release to. Yeah, let's see. Um, it's probably a Super Famicom game. I would have loved to. I would have loved to see Pepsi Man come out. That's <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are obsessed with Pepsi Man. Like, like seriously, you probably have printed Pepsi Man shirts hiding in your closets. <laughs> Pepsi Man, uh, my time has Pepsi come. Pepsi Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, God, this does a ton of games. Uh, there's a lot of think? games, yeah. Um, you, know what, I would, you know what? To be honest, I would love to see the Sailor Moon games get a, a U.S. release. That'd be cool. Oh, okay, yeah. And like they, they do have like enough of, of an audience, like in in the West, like where I feel like that, you know, that they would totally j- jump on that, like kind of like a retro style Sailor Moon like beat 'em up style game, like especially that um, that beat 'em up style game that I remember on the Super Famicom. Uh, that's actually a really well done game. So it's really well done. Yeah, they are really well. Done. I would have done that. I probably would have done the Mickey and Donald Magical, Magical Adventure Three because I heard it was great improvement on Great Circus Mystery. I yeah. did not play Great Circus Mystery, so I couldn't say for sure. But I think oh, it's a good chance on the market. It was great, but it was just it had so many flaws. <laughs> the game, has yeah, flaws. it does. That game wasn't they, they didn't do they didn't quality control that well. Obviously, at all. Yeah. but yeah, that's why I'm Magical saying. Quest Three is definitely the better game. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. What about you, David? Besides, uh, Clock. Well, I don't know. I mean, Clock Tower probably would have done really well as a re-release too. Yeah, Clock, Clock Tower would be would be high up there for me, but I, I would have to say second then Setsu Three, uh, just because that just seems like the obvious choice. I mean, that's just like the game that I feel like a lot of people have been waiting for. You know, to have like a Western release that along with like Mother Three, and you know, the, obviously like people are kind of like waiting on that as well at some point. But as far as like games are in that Super Famicom era. Uh, I mean, I, I think it has to be sick in Densetsu 3, especially for like the Secret of Mana fans out there. And I'm not even like a big Secret of Mana fan myself. I've never really kind of got super into like the Mana series by any means. But I, I've always been intrigued by them. And I, I just would really love to see second in Densetsu 3 kind of get that official um, that official release here in the West. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, even though you know, you, you had people who did like the fan translations for that game do like an awesome job of that. So the same thing for like, Mother Three as well. It's just like a great undertaking to make these games accessible for you know for English speakers. Um, but um, yeah, you know, it's just, it'd just be cool to kind of see it kind of get some official love from the company itself. Yeah, I mean, like like I was saying, look back at the humble origins of a series that we seem to know from one thing. It'd be great to see what the earlier games were like. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, I don't know. There's a lot of good ones out there. Um, you know, I think Magical Quest Three is definitely is definitely a big one as well. I, I would certainly put that high up there for me as well. But uh, yeah, Clock Tower. Well, I, I mean, uh, there's an mm-hmm. RPG by RPG by Square called Live a Live, which is Li- a, yeah, yeah, or, or, is a, or Live a Live. Is, I can't remember how to pronounce live, it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I, th- I think it's Live a Live. I, 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 that's a really good one. Yeah, actually. that's what I called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that, that that's actually like a really good one to mention uh, because um. Uh, I feel like Octopath Traveler is kind of very similar to that as well in terms of like yeah. how it's structured it with like, like picking like different characters and you can kind of start the game off as like different characters. But um, when like like by the time you go through like each character's like their own story, basically you go through kind of like a final mission where it all kind of comes together and they're all kind of joined forces in that sense. So um, and you have like people from like different time periods and all that stuff too. So it's almost like a little bit of a 
a little bit of a Chrono Trigger vibe to it as well, a bit there, yeah. uh, you know, especially since it is a 16-bit RPG style game. So, um, yeah, so th- that's actually like a really good one too, uh, Andres. So I- I'm glad you mentioned that one. That was a good one. I remember that. I forgot about that one. But uh, yeah, anyway. But uh, yeah, so we've been going on long enough there. But uh, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely a lot of good good games there to kind of go check out if you're looking to, uh, del- you know, dive right into the Famicom and Super Famicom market uh, for all those exclusive games there that that, that never really saw a um, that never saw like a Western release. So just just avoid Super the Back to the Future too. Trust me. Yeah, that's like the one one. That's like the one to kind of avoid. I feel like yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's going to lead into a game code here from you, Robert. Yep, I'm giving away a code for Lightfield Hyper Edition. It's creative exploration racing. Explore futuristic racing tracks and leave the boundaries behind in parkour-inspired precision racing. Sink into striking visuals and the hypnotic electro soundtrack. This is for Steam. The code is Q7EV7LVI3NHQVJP. That is for Lightfield on Steam and enjoy. Choose your character. So that's going to lead us now into Random Selects. So this is a yes or no 15-question game to guess which video game character that Robert is this week. Uh, So basically, it's going to be Andre and I acting as a team uh, to try to figure this out. So uh, we're basically going to be asking 15 uh, 15 yes or no questions. Um, if after five questions we don't get it, then uh, then Robert will give the first hint. If after ten, uh, Robert will give the second hint. And if after fifteen questions we don't get it, then it's game over, as Raul Julia would say. So, uh, <laughs> so Andre, why don't you start us off with the first yes or no question? Mm, okay, so apparently this is probably going to be a Super Famicom or a Famicom game. Could be, it could be. I mean, basically, like the uh, the unwritten rule that we have that we've been trying to to keep in mind, I guess, <laughs> is uh, that um, uh, that basically the character has to be from like a game uh, that we mentioned on the show at some point, basically. Hmm. So yeah, if you want, I, I you know I I could start off, or if you want to start off, or go ahead, start off. I'm trying to. I'm thinking. I'll, I'll just like start off then in that case. Um, are you male? Yes. Okay. Is the oh man? Okay, so are you the main protagonist? Um, I am in several different games. Yes. Mm, okay. Mm. Um, are you? Let's see. Are you originally from a Japanese only game? No. Okay. Mm. Um. Hmm. Male main protagonist. So, male main protagonist. Are you in a standalone title or a series of titles? Oh, like a, you know, a series. Um, so I yes would or no say, question. So, yeah. I, I would say I've been in both. So yes, I'll say I've been in both. I've been in games where I've been both a single character and partnered up with somebody. Hmm. Okay, not sure how much closer that gets to that, but um, trying to help you out. Yeah. Um. Let me see here. That's four now. So. So let's see what we can get there. Um, are you from a... Uh, let's see. Are you a Konami character? No. Okay. Okay, so that's five. So my first clue is I pack a mean plunger. Ooh, okay. That feels like it should be a big hint, actually. <laughs> uh, a mean plunger. Uh, what? <laughs> I think, you know... <laughs> I mean, how tell something's up against because he groaned about it. Ugh. I mean, how like you know how how many characters like use plungers? Uh, I don't make him ask you as a plunger. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, um, you're, you're closer than you think. Well, 
Let me see. Plunger. No, it's not necessarily a game we mentioned on the show. It's a character we mentioned on this show. That could be pertaining to another one of his games. I see. Gotcha, I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Plunger. Uh, okay. So uh, do you do you do you use uh, uh, let me see. Are plungers your main weapon in your game? In one game in one game, yes, but they're not something I carry over to all games. I see. I feel like this should be like obvious Wait, to me. I, yeah, it's as I'm thinking of like a plunger gun. That's kind of like what I'm thinking yeah, here. I'm thinking, like uh, I said, Andre came came pretty I close when he mentioned somebody a minute ago. Wait, are you? Oh, you're Donald Duck. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I know it was a little confusing because I was referring to Quackshot, but he did. We did talk about him in Mickey and Donald Magical Adventure. Exactly. So I, like, I figured I'd talk about. You know, my second clue is don't pull, don't piss me off, or I'll pull out PK. PK. Oh, right. right. Because yeah. So there you go. So it is Donald Duck. That's I, I no, figure I'm making it a little easier for you because we game. And I was like, I remember the plunging level. I was like, what character did the plunging? The, yeah, but we did plungers and you get up the. Le- yeah, I was like, what? I was like, Donald Duck. Duh. Well, yeah. but <laughs> technically, technically, it's allowed because we did mention Donald Duck. I just didn't mention the Quackshot game. Right. So, yeah. 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 It, it worked. Well, you got it. You got it. You got it. And since you and since you mentioned Mickey Mouse, I was like, yeah. Close because uh, like uh, as soon as you mentioned like with like plungers, I was uh, instinctively thinking it's like someone must be using a plunger gun, and I could picture in my head, but I couldn't picture like who was shooting the plunger gun in my head. There's <laughs> <laughs> mysterious plunger guns going off. You don't know who the hell. Yeah, shot. it's like coming from somewhere. Like where, where? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was a really good one. So I got we, we got Donald. Oh, great. Duck. All right. Yep. So go. that's random select. And before we go, I do want to bring up one more interesting thing here, and mm-hmm. this could tie in with a better product down the road. Uh, Sega recently announced it delayed its Sega Genesis Mini, which was announced earlier this year. Mm. But as part of that announcement, they announced that they are no longer working with at games that they're working with another developer and they're trying to God. redesign the Sega Genesis. Mini. Thank so, God. Yes, see, that's what I was saying because you know you guys remember the friggin' nightmare. There was the Sega Genesis flashback mm. with the fucking Sonic music music from hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I when I heard At Games was partnering with them on the mini, I groaned the loudest I could possibly groan because why you don't seem to realize the mistake you made with the Gen- Sega Genesis flashback yeah. or those other models, you know? But now, now they have a new partner, and they said it's a very dependable partner. So. I'm starting to think maybe we'll see, you know, a model that won't have 40 crappy games on it with the 40 good games. You know, we'll, we'll see a system that has all good games, you know. So uh, I, I got to say this is a smart move on Sega's part, but I want to get your guys' two cents. Yeah, I mean, like, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of like about time that Sega kind of gets gets back on track with what, what like, Nintendo's been doing and now that Sony is doing. So, it, you know, it's about time for them to kind of, like, step up and, like, actually have something... Uh, along the lines of like the you know of like the PlayStation Classic, the NES Classic, and so on, um, to kind of like combat that as well. And like you know, they have like a great great lineup of games. They just need to have like a proper product to uh, to house that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All I have Andre? to say is all I have to say is for the love of God, can you please get the sound emulation correct? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly in the HD model, it's better, but I really don't want to pay sixty dollars to find out. No. Especially I mean, since they still have all that vaporware that's on there. I mean, it was to the point. It was to the point where I was actually begging somebody at Sega to get with the guys who made. Remember the um, the emulator um, was it Fusion or Fusion or whatever I can name it. But it was a, it was a Sega Genesis emulator. But it was Sega, but it was Genesis Master System, uh, Mega Drive, and Mach Three games. But you could, but the sound emulation in that 
emulator was the best I've ever heard outside of a Sega licensed product. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you want to make sure you get the sound right. Genesis games have the hardest, have the weirdest sound emulation of probably any console ever. Because nobody can get it right. And I mean, I I, I want to I can't wait to I want can't wait to hack it so I can put um, Devil Hunter Yoko on it. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So the, the, you know, that's really exciting news, and like hopefully uh, you know you know whoever whoever that Sega is partnering up with uh, to you know get that going uh, will do like a much better job in that games, which shouldn't be too hard, honestly, because that games was just not cutting it in that regard. Yeah. So I mean, I'm looking forward to whatever they introduce in 2019. But in the meantime, like I said, Sega Ages games surprise release this week: Sonic the Hedgehog and Thunder Force Four, aka Lightning Force, available on Switch for 7.99 each, and Sega Genesis Classic. Also confirmed for Switch coming out later this year in both digital and physical format. Mm-hmm. Good news there. So, because I know a lot of fans were asking for that game. Indeed, I can't Indeed, wait. Yeah. I can't wait to play those tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, um, I this is kind of off subject too, but I want to know what you guys think about Space Jam Two with Ryan Coogler producing. <laughs> yeah, I saw that like on Twitter, like before we we started like it, yeah, was real. started recording there. So, um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's you know, it, I guess we all knew that was going to happen eventually, uh, especially when when LeBron was going to LA. It's just like, oh well, this is like the the first step towards Space Jam two, you know, just you know, be, becoming a thing. So, um, I, I guess like the real question is, is it going to have our boy Shaq in there? <laughs> How there? I'm showing up. Oh wait, Come on, Shaq. Hey, Bugs Bunny, you're not the only one to eat a carrot. <laughs> that's that's gonna be great. That is gonna. I I don't know. That I don't know. It's weird. I have I have mixed feelings about that. It just you should leave leave Space Jam alone. Just leave it alone. Nah. They won't. They won't. They, they need Space to. Jam. Just leave it alone. That's, I mean, LeBron uh, wants to be like the next like MJ anyway. Like he's trying to kind of become like this worldwide commodity, pretty much. And that's that's one way of doing it. Just kind of following his footsteps and say, making another Space Jam. All, so all I gotta say, <laughs> if you have HBO, watch The Shop with LeBron James and a bunch of others, like some athletes and some celebrities. It's amazing. I hope they continue this show. It's um, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> The shop, huh? Okay. Um, it up. And uh, one thing uh, one thing I wanted to mention as well before I close up here was uh, the whole uh, story with Seth Rogen tweeting out uh, about Duck Hunt and uh, apparently yeah. finding out uh, what I feel like most retro gaming fans already knew about as far as like the second player being able to control the ducks uh, if you plug yeah. in a, a controller in the second player slot. Um, so he basically tweeted out saying, hot tip that's 25 years late, but I didn't have Twitter back then. In Duck Hunt on Nintendo, the second player controller controlled the duck. And this apparently blew up. I mean, like, it's Seth Rogen, so, I mean, like, of course, it's going to get, like, a lot of attention. But apparently a lot of people just didn't know about this. And this this is actually something that was listed in the instruction manual, I remember. So. Yeah. I, I guess it kind of goes to show, like how many, you know, how many kids back then, I guess, like actually looked through like, the the instruction manual. But I, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I was one of those like kids who would like you know pour over like the instruction manual of a game before actually playing the game, because usually I would have the instruction manual and you know and then go to school, read it during school, and then go back, you know, and then go back home later and play the game. You know, no, I'll tell you this though, we had a missed opportunity. Because if for people who didn't know about this, you can like secretly plug in the second controller and then fuck with your little brother or your little sister while they were trying to Why are you flying away from me, duck? Fly into right. my bullets. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. Um so yeah, th- th- yeah, that was like a way to like kind of, you know, to mess around with like your friends or your or your little brother or whatever. But um but you know, but it was also like a way I too, like I guess like to kinda of, like cheat at the game a little bit if you like, you know, controlled if you control like the controller with like one hand and then the zapper with another hand, just lead them right into your bolts. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, now you guys know. Uh, who knows? If you plug in the third and fourth controller, maybe you control the bush and the dog, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If only. Dog. If only. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much our cast episode 129 there in the books. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything else you want, you guys want to throw out there. Actually, um, Andre, were you the one who was talking about trying to create your own retro site? Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. You mentioned something yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah I am. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about for a while, and I just thought maybe it's time to really, I mean, because, I mean, there's a lot of retro sites, and I'm not taking shots at anybody. There's a lot of retro sites out there, but a lot of them are not, they're not doing retro stories. They're just talking no, about retro games. Right. I mean, we're the one, I mean, we have stories. What, what, what did we yeah. just do for the last? We got two stories hours? out the right, wazoo. Right. Yeah. Like, we get to do this always. If I got any more stories, I'll be writing a book. <laughs> I want Spider Man. Damn it! <laughs> I got my own podcast called Spider Man. Yeah, he's gonna get his. <laughs> Give me those retro gaming stories, Parker. I want pictures. <laughs> you know, you actually make a pretty good Jameson. You, make it pretty, you do. That's really good. I want that Dracula coon right now on my desk by 1230. <laughs> if it's not there, I'm going to give you $100 a bar of soap. Now get out of here. <laughs> I want that YY yeah. world, Parker. Come on. <laughs> and let me know if Will Smith's in it. Go. Do it <laughs> anyway, Andre, continue. I'm sorry. We had to go. Well, I hijacked your story. <laughs> no, that's, no, I mean, I, I really have been thinking about it because, I mean, I'm an old guy. No, all my friends, all my friends are Get old out. people. We all play. <laughs> well, I'm 21. I don't know what the hell play. you're talking about. <laughs> Forever 21. <laughs> in, in, in dog years, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> asshole. I don't know what dog years are. I'm Shaq. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, it's no. I really have been thinking about it for a long time. It's uh, because I've just I'll, I'll watch YouTubers. Like my friends and my friend will hit me. Oh, watch out this new this this new retro gaming retro gaming person on YouTube. I'm like, okay, and it's like a and then no, it's no no offense, but it's like a 20 year old kid talking about. A, yeah, a family I mean, a, a like, lot of kids what? lately just don't really seem to realize. You don't, I you know. get that you like the appeal of retro games, and I I understand that, but you don't have the history. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a lot of my friends have the history. We all have the history. We said we could sit and talk about retro games forever. Or what we, yeah. what we played I mean, back in the day, or but the thing is that my only issue is I need to set a benchmark for what is retro because mm. we've talked about yeah. this before, well, and some people consider some people consider you know like PS2 retro. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and I'm like, well, like, hell, yeah. what, I mean, how much how much <laughs> shit did I get when I said that Blur was retro? Like, right, <laughs> a lot uh, of shit. <laughs> assholes. It's over oh, five years like, old. Leave me alone. Because <laughs> uh, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, so should I? I mean, I miss. I guess I'll create my own benchmark, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to go if it's at least 15 years. 15, okay. I think 15. I mean, years 15. Is I think it's 10. 10 is not enough. 10 is not enough. Cause 10 is 10 is Xbox 360 time. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, I I'll guess. say 15 years is, is is a good benchmark. I mean, 15 years is still in the PlayStation 2 era, though, right? Yeah, but that which just kind of counts for retro. A lot of those games are fine. older now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, which is fine. I mean, I mean, I look at it like this: if a if an entire generation has gone by and they've never played these games, then of course it's retro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's you know, a whole lot of people have never played them, so you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. So what I'm trying to do is come up with a format, and um, you know, you know, I would definitely just to put it out there, I would definitely love to be able to post your shows on the on the site. Along with you know whoever you guys do, I'd love to do that. 
Well, we'd love to get ourselves out there to even more people. So, how, yeah, however, so, how, yeah. however that we can help out, like you know, with with you yeah. kind of get the oh, word out there, just like how we're doing yeah. right now, actually, um, exactly. we're we're more than happy to help you there, Andre. So, yeah, I think absolutely. of a really really obscure name for it. Um, I I'm gonna tell you the guys the name uh, in private because it's kind of my friend goes that sounds like a porn site. <laughs> Andre, Andre, Andre's cave. What's wrong with? Oh, there we go. Andre's, Andre's man cave. Yeah. Welcome everybody. Have a seat. I'm check. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Andre's man cave. We're here. We're enjoying ourselves in the man cave. Get off my lawn, kid. Get off. Get in yeah. deep. And that's where we we'll close the show. And canceled. And scene. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll, definitely I'll, fill I'll, us yeah. in on what you do with the site, man. That's gonna be oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Cool. All right, sounds good. Uh, and where where can people go like to find you currently? Actually, LoTacoGamer dot com. You can find me pretty much a Taco Man five thousand anywhere. Uh, just want to get a shout out to my to the team. They're they're doing great work. Um, got a lot of content coming soon, so it's I can't wait. So, and I'm actually gonna step my put my hat back into the ring. So I'm gonna get back into writing again. So. Try to throw my, try to get back out there. So cool. But yeah, sounds great, man. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I can't wait to get back into it. I'm having too much fun playing games now. So oh yeah, I can, yeah. I can, talk, about, I can talk about yeah because you're not, not mad, you're not I'm angry not mad anymore. at the industry anymore. So yeah. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Uh, so yeah, and you know, if you want to follow the Arcast on Twitter, we are at Arg Podcast. Same thing for Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Podcast. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at the Guilty Man. Follow me on Twitter, it's twitter.com slash the DCD. You can also check out my work at comicbook.com slash gaming, where I just put up a special saying why we need a Dreamcast classic. Mm, yes, yes. I'm sure we, we can go on for like a full episode on that for sure. <laughs> so. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, and you know, if, and also keep in mind too, we are a partner with Don't Feed the Gamers. Uh, so that's that's actually over at don'tfeedthegamers.com. That's run by our good friend Liana Ruppert. Uh, so be sure to to show her and her team over there a lot of love for all their uh, all their like um, all their like fan centric gaming news and reviews and whatnot. And uh, also, if you want to send us any like feedback, any like uh, questions, any retro games you want us to cover, or anything at all, really, you can email us at rcasts at retrozap.com. And be sure to check out retrozap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts, especially of the Star Wars variety. There is Bruise and Blasters, Kanata's Castle, Starship Sabers and Scoundrels. There's also Beltway Bonthas, which is really cool because it combines both Star Wars and politics. So if you're both minds, it's definitely the podcast for you. There's also the Animaniacast, so if you're a big Animaniacs fan, that's definitely the podcast for you, and they're also Rob Paulson approved. There's also the Deucecast Movie Show, so just like the title suggests, they're a movie podcast, and those guys have been doing it for over 350 episodes now, so they definitely know what they're doing over there. And there's also the Techno Retro Dads, so if you love old school stuff, and of course you do because you listen to the Rcast, you love the Techno Retro Dads because they cover stuff in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, not only just video games, but also toys, commercials, things like that. And there's also us with Rcast, so but you know, so be sure to, uh, to find us on iTunes where you can give us five stars, subscribe, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Stitcher and also Google Play Music, so there's absolutely no reason to not listen to the Rcast. And yeah, that's Rcast episode 129 in the books. Until next time, keep it retro. Welcome to the man cave. It's, <laughs> it doesn't look like Toad. It looks more like Bowser. There, oh, I said it. Man. <laughs> A little... oh, oh, you got plenty of lube. Keep going. <laughs> hey, Mario. We, got, we found ourselves in a deep cave now, didn't we? <laughs> it's feeling a little stormy in here. <laughs> Where the hell did this go? <laughs> it went the only direction that it could go. Deep. And... <laughs> <laughs>
see. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week unless we get canned. <laughs> unless the FCC will be hitting us up pretty soon. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, he's Shaq. That's right. Shaq. Shaq. All keep, right. keep the lube away from the balls. We're out of it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and good night, people. We'll see you next week. Take right. it easy. Catch you later. I'm Chris Wilson. And I'm Dylan Gregory. And we host Backstage Gaming, a weekly podcast about video games and storytelling. We both play pretend professionally. Sometimes on stage with other people. And sometimes alone in a soundproof room. So join us every Monday while we talk about games, acting, and how a story comes together. Backstage Gaming. Dramatic takes on your favorite games. Part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network.